0: Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are back for 2019, and we apologize. Uh, it's, a, it's, always, it's always good to get the year off uh, with an apology. Uh, we do apologize because we are going to be spending the majority of this episode talking about Bumblebee. Now, you can't really talk about Bumblebee as a Transformers fan without, uh, without letting some spoilers out of the bag, so... All bets are off. If you've not seen the movie yet, you should probably just skip the podcast because we are going to spoil it rotten for you. That being said, um, there's also a little bit of news because we've been away for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, it uh, is going to it is going to be well in keeping with the '80s theme of, uh, of Bumblebee. Anyway, uh, the other the other thing that's important to note is that tonight's show will mainly consist of uh, Max and myself trying to tell Brad that he's wrong.
1: Correct. Correct. That's, that's I feel a, like it'd be more me a, arguing with Brad and you playing a radical centrist.
2: <laughs> Should I get the waffle bell? Matt,
0: Matt, Max, you've been you've been paying a lot of attention to the way that I handle myself. all right okay anyway welcome to episode 150 yeah 177 we are recording live on january 11th 2019 if the discussion does not go well we might be recording on january 12th 2019 (laughs) as well we'll see how we go thanks and welcome to the show Hello and welcome to the show. This is episode one hundred and seventy-seven. We are recording live on the eleventh of January 2019. I'm Jason. Joining me this week, we have Max coming to us from Adelaide in South Australia. I'm just saying the thing out loud so that like when people who don't live in Australia hear the names of locations, they they won't know where they are anyway. How are you doing, Max?
1: Yeah, I'm doing all right, I think you've been in a bit of a break, you know. Um, yeah. Nothing's really happened. But...
0: Took a bit of a holiday. Went to see Bumblebee a bunch of times, and yes,
1: yeah, saw that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. met up with some guys from the club locally. Sort of movie. Generally, had a pretty good time with it.
0: Excellent, excellent. Brad, coming to us from your undisclosed location near your new Tesla supercharger in uh, Barnawatha, <laughs> Victoria. How are you doing?
2: Oh, I've got nothing to plug into it. <laughs> um, uh, I how long uh, is that? yeah, that
0: that is not true. But like, it just doesn't always work if you plug some things into the superchargers
2: well that's where the curls come from but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's been a quite quite christmas and new year just relaxing a fair bit and getting down by the river and enjoying the wilderness and uh yeah unfortunately i don't have much to show for it transformer wise as we'll get to new acquisitions if we have time but
0: yeah yeah so i i have a new acquisition that i think i may have posted on the group once over christmas but um it's fine we'll get to it um, other than that, yes. No, it's been a very quiet, uh, very quiet Christmas and New Year in terms of uh, figure acquisitions. Indeed. Um, yeah, Max, no, Max, how many times have you seen Bumblebee?
1: Uh, twice now. Um, probably would have gone again, but I've been running a jamboree for the past two weeks, so I haven't really had a chance to get out.
0: Uh, so this explains the destroyed tent photograph on your on your yeah. Facebook page. <laughs> okay.
1: So that basically desert-looking site was where they were camping, and it was so terrible that they had a bunch of ten to fourteen-year-olds drilling into the bedrock. They oh, good. Set the tents anywhere.
0: That's that's, that's that's gone well. Did, did, did they ship out any? Did they ship out any mining supplies for you? If you're going to have ten and fourteen-year-olds working the mines.
1: I think they just broke most of the rules.
0: <laughs> Fair enough, too. Brad, you, you've you've seen Bumblebee once, I believe it is.
2: Yeah, it took the young fellow long to see it and mm-hmm. uh
0: Cool. Yeah. All yeah. Right. We, we we will get on to our thoughts on Bumblebee later in the episode. we'll just point out uh I seem to be I seem to be on top of the leaderboard for the podcast, uh having come in at three screenings. And I do think I'm done. Like I don't, I don't think I actually want to see it again. Now I've seen it, I've seen it three times. It was three times in the space of about a week and a half. Um, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know what? I have seen three times, and I am actually chomping at the bit to see a fourth time though. <laughs> What's that? Into the Spider Verse. Oh, okay. It was. Fantastic, and that is one of the things that uh, it's one of the things that Bumblebee's had to go up against in, at the box office. Is uh, it's had to, had to see off into the Spider into the spider verse, Aquaman, and Mary Poppins. So, you know, like, a nice uh, you know, if 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 this was going to be like an age of extinction style thing where there's no real villains of the piece, then it's just like other movies, uh, <laughs> the, the wholesome family films are in fact the enemy. So, yeah,
2: and anyway, if I do believe it. Won the Golden Globes for best animated feature this year?
0: Uh, Spider Verse did yeah. indeed. Well yeah. deserved,
2: I think, too. So there'll be a lot of rewatchability happening over the last I, few I think there's
0: a lot of rewatches happening, yes. The, like the, the movie has been out for about a month now. This is about the time where they it starts disappearing from cinemas, but I think it just got a nice little kick in the pants this week. So yeah, see how it yeah. goes. It's definitely right. on the bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move swiftly on and get to the
2: news, straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news.
1: What news comes from by Yonder?
0: Let's, um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about some Transformers, shall we? Like We, we would usually at this point be um, talking about bot shots and things like that in the podcast, but it is the start of the new year and bot shots is not up and running yet, so we are going to have a bit of a... Think about how we structure that contest for 2019. And, um, yeah, we'll be we'll be showing off people's, uh, people's awesome Transformers picks in the coming weeks. But let's talk about some news. Now, it's the 80s all over again because Bumblebee is in cinemas. So it seems fitting that a lot of this week's news is actually reissues of toys from the 80s. Uh, so Walmart has been... Walmart has been uh, bringing out a bunch of G1 reissues in the U S we've had the mini bots hit Australia in uh, cotton on stores, but we haven't had anything bigger than that. So Walmart's had hot, had hot rod star scream and a devastated gift box. They've not come to Australia yet. And so what we're, what we're about to show you uh, is probably also not going to come to Australia as well, but you know, (laughs) at some point, Someone at some point, someone from Hasbro might get a crate of these things and you know put them in a store somewhere. You never know. So we are looking at uh, one of the newer G1 uh, G1 Walmart reissues. This one is Soundwave uh, with a new designation, I believe, a Condor cassette uh, designation for Buzzsaw because uh, he's the gold version of uh, the gold version of Laserbeak, and I believe Buzzsaw actually originally came with Soundwave in the 80s. Anyway, is
2: it right? Maybe. Oh, can I cannot either know. confirm or deny. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, no, nobody knows.
0: This does sound like something. This does seem like something that I could Google, but I didn't.
2: Well, considering uh, the masterpiece did, I'm guessing that's probably what happened. Uh, possibly, yeah.
0: So anyway, uh, so we're looking at it. We're looking at a G1 reissue. Um, it does appear that uh, this this one has a single cassette door, unlike uh, one of the unlike some of the Encore reissues that have been going around. So, uh, possibly a little bit of remolding happening. Apparently, apparently there's been a lot of work done to the Soundwave mold over the years to sort of uh, keep it uh, keep it in um, keep it in appropriate condition for for reuse. Um,
1: this to... is the one they entirely rebuilt. Like they basically took. An original Soundwave figure and made a mold like out of a cast of that figure in order to rebuild it. I
0: think, I think they've they've done that at some point to the Soundwave mold, but I don't think it was done for the release of this figure. Well, no, I um, mean, just in I general, it was done a few years ago. Yes,
1: yeah, so I've, yeah, it's however they made this the um mold that they bring, they keep on bringing Soundwave back with was based off of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that uh, look, look, that makes sense. Jason, um,
1: do you not have the commemorative
2: edition over your shoulder?
0: Yeah, it's somewhere up there in a the box. Okay. Up <laughs> on the up, up on the shelf. Like it is it is it is around. I also actually have one of the um I do actually have one of the uh one of the versions of this from um one of the reissue sets, but I, 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 it's in my parents' place in Melbourne. So yeah, I, I, while I might say to myself that I don't actually have a G1 Soundwave, I actually do. And I, I've, <laughs> not only does this have, um, actually, you're right. There is, there is. Uh, oh no, not on the shelf at the moment. Wait, where is he? I was
2: going to say, grab it and have a look at the front of it. <laughs> no, he's
0: okay. No, he is back in the box because um, uh, there is the. There's an e hobby. Um no, nah, sorry, I'm confused. No, it's a hobby blaster that I've got on the shelves. But it was the uh the TFC, the Takara Book style uh, encore issue that um I've got there's there is a G1 Soundwave and there is also a Sound Blaster um in that set. So I did have I did have Sound Blaster out for some photos recently, but not Soundwave. So um I'll have to get I have to I might get that out sometime soon and take some photos because like everyone everyone likes photos of Soundwave, right?
3: Mm. Yeah. Anyway,
0: um, so Soundwave is coming to Walmart stores, and uh, probably not many places beyond that. Um, we don't have a price according to this story, but we might be able to infer the price from the next one. So not only is uh, not only is Soundwave coming back to Walmart stores, so is Optimus Prime. He's got a couple of uh, got a couple of uh, interesting interesting things about this release. Uh, one it's a very it's a very short box you might notice. It's very very squat box that's because there is uh no trailer. So Prime's trailer has gone walkabouts, gone walkies. Um yeah, fair enough. And uh
2: Roller's taken into the great unknown. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: Roller's gone. Uh, for the lack of trailer you are compensated with two guns for some reason. Uh the only the only version of uh oh, the only version of G1 Optimus Prime that I think had two guns in the box was actually the E-Hobby uh, release from I think 2001. So it's possible that this it's possible that this is based off that release, uh, but it doesn't come with the Matrix or or anything like that. And more importantly, the figure is actually all plastic. There's no diecast in this version of Optimus Prime. Now that might actually that might actually make this figure worth seeking out as a, an interesting variant of the uh, the G1 Prime mold. I'm not too sure. But, yeah, uh, well, we,
2: do. we all do all hate it when the uh, metal detector at airports go off and we have our G1 Prime in our pockets.
0: Look, I, look I'm constantly embarrassed by um, the, <laughs> the, by people, like, detecting the G1 Prime as I go through airport security. So, like, you know, this is...
2: In the tray, sir. Yeah,
0: the, 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 this is, you know, purely for me, right? Um, I actually did see someone someone in the, the TCZA Facebook group mentioned earlier today that they were in Walmart and had spotted I was like... Can't and kind of want you to go back and get it for me, but yeah. <laughs> I've also I've got a I've got a shadow, not a shadow glass. I've got a I've got an e hobby, Optimus Prime. I've got the TFC box Optimus Prime. Like I actually don't need another Optimus Prime.
2: How much prime is too much prime? <laughs>
1: Apparently never enough because I'm still seeing people excited about this despite <laughs> ev- everything. Really,
0: yeah. So the other thing that I think is quite interesting about this is that he's got um, he's got long smokestacks, doesn't he?
2: They go up oh. into the box. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: so so, yeah, that's so, like, that. that is that is quite different. Um, and you can see on the photos on the box there that... Um, sorry, we're back to the beginning. You can see the on the photos of the box there, like, the smokestacks do, in fact, in, extend above the... Um, I think we can thank Donald Trump for this. <laughs> um, like, you know, clearly, clearly, like, you know, the toy safety laws have been relaxed. Um...
2: Well, when guns pill put, keep people, you know, worry about toys getting thrown that's true
0: um so yeah uh, so yeah a couple of interesting couple of interesting things to note about it uh but you know like it's a nice it's a nice fresh pristine box uh it's got that classic g1 box art on it and it's got an interesting figure inside uh now we do know that the shelf price for this guy is 50 us dollars which is up there mm. um he it's it's quite high especially considering that this figure does not come with the trailer uh it is ultimately something for the something for the collectors i think rather than the uh the general toy buying
2: public well and this is just a bit of a blanket statement too when we had the uh the minicons up you you said on the episode and i sort of said well it'd be good just to grab them have them on display in their packaging but you're saying that sort of this is sort of the thing we, you'd purchase to get out and have on display and because the packaging's not really authentic yeah that's
0: right And the, but so the packaging on this is obviously not authentic as well because it's designed for a different size figure but it does it does bear the same sort of uh redo markings as uh i think it was hot rod that we took a close look at and so like the the main instructions for the figure we're actually looking at there's the the one two three four five um steps written on the top of the box and so like you can kind of work out uh, prime's not a difficult figure to transform So <laughs> Uh, like you, you can work it out by looking at the top of the box. I'm not sure whether or not there's actually printed instructions inside the box.
2: Mm. That's why he's in speedformers.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and you know what, this might be an interesting one to put into a speedformers contest because the lack of diecast kind of balances it up.
2: Unfortunately, it's for fifty dollars. You can get the KO for a lot less than that. Just the KO. Yeah, <laughs> I as actually, valuable.
0: I actually don't think you can get the KO for much less than that. I reckon the KO is going to cost you like at least like thirty or forty bucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we'll but see. you get the whole lot, that sort of thing. They haven't. No one like up until they stayed apart from the Hasbro Target MP1. None of them have come. Thank you, Blitzwing, AstroTrain. None of them have come with the. Um, Say hi to Starkman
0: as he goes past.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, every, like, everything comes with the uh, the trailer until mm. now. So yeah, interesting. Wow. Uh, <laughs>
2: How I was close do you live to just it? Oh, it
0: about actually, a K and a half. <laughs> I, predict, I thought it actually went past your place.
2: Well, there's a type there a little bit.
3: Well, wait, look,
0: just a little bit. Uh, last bit of G one reissue news is uh, there are two more mini bots coming along. Um, uh, we had so we had we had swerve in the first waves. <laughs> like it makes sense that we get swerves. mate gears. Um, he's going to come out now. Uh, gears is probably one of my one of my. G one mini bots that I'm quite fond of. I think I, I I had gears very early on as a kid. I think I kept that figure for a long time. And so same thing with Warpath. Um, so very very fond of Warpath. So like gears and Warpath, I will be definitely looking to get my hands on these guys when they come out. Hopefully they'll hit Cotton On as well. As as we mentioned, the, the big boxed ones, they've not actually been seen in Australia and we've got no idea if they're actually coming here or where they would go, given that the mini-bots ended up at Cotton On. It's a little bit crazy. Anyway, yes. G1 reissues. What's your feeling on them? Max, you seem quite look, into
1: them. For... Yeah, look, it's not for me, but I people seem really happy about them. I've I've never understood it, to be honest. I just, like... For me, the appeal of owning a G1 figure is that it came from the '80s. But I guess for some people who actually, you know, grew up in the '80s, you know, this holds weight beyond just being a vintage piece. It would instead be like, you know, there's a memory associated with that, and that seems to really hold a lot of weight for some people. So I'm glad of doing them.
0: Right?
2: Hmm. Oh, stuff like these little these little guys. I've got I've got a couple of war paths, and it's just they're not hard to find for ten, fifteen bucks online for the originals. So I don't.
0: Uh, that's true. I, I think a lot of a lot of the mini bots are some uh, figures that we're not exactly short on.
2: Yeah, and that, that's that's just loose. Even even Prime, you can get a Prime cab for bugger on eBay. Yes, it's going to be missing fists, and it's not going to come with two guns, which that's going to have a lot of people selling off the second gun and flooding eBay off that market. But <laughs> <laughs> if only it come with a second set of fists as well. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's just, it's just good to see that they're going back and sort of touching on some of these earlier figures. I just wish they wouldn't do it with new figures as well.
0: You wish they wouldn't do it?
2: Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, Sage doing all the G1 figures again. No, but they're not so, the same figures. They're, they're, the, they're the same ca- figures.
0: They're characters. They're not the same figures. Yeah, but they're the same. <laughs> they're not the same figures. <laughs>
3: all right
0: okay, fine you find you find me the warpath that is uh looks exactly like his G one figure in Siege and we'll talk, right?
1: Well no one wants a warpath that looks like his G one
0: figure. I, I do because like I love Warpath and G one, but yeah. Well, Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> uh it's it's kinda of funny actually. My warpath impression is kinda of half G one warpath and half cat from Red Dwarf. But uh anyway let's move on there's uh so the reissues are going to be coming if you if you are into these guys you can probably find them on ebay before you'll find them at australian retail but uh i don't know we might go um might poke cotton on and um see what they've got to say about getting these uh, getting these other ones in now we did mention at the top of the show uh we are going to be talking a lot about the bumblebee movie during this episode so here is where that begins. So uh, there is going to be a series of Bumblebee movie figures released in the Studio Series line. Um, this was known for some time. I, I, I think we knew this, and I think we forgot it some at some point last year. Like, we knew that the Bumblebee figures were going to be sort of merged into the Studio Series line, and we do have a little bit of news about that. So uh, we've got a look at the deluxe version of Shatter uh, that's coming out and has been placed dutifully on a uh, Lego background for some reason and um i think the general consensus when these pictures came out is that they look bloody terrible um and also it's really nice to it's really nice to see that someone is browsing in incognito mode in there because this is a screenshot from an android phone uh so uh so studio studio series shatter did not set the world alight and is apparently quite mistransformed which is why it uh, looks like a piece of crap uh that we did see um we did see a, a post in the in the group earlier this evening showing uh, what the figure looks like for real, but I couldn't bring that up because it's a video. And uh, the when looking at the figure for real, it does look a lot more impressive than we've seen here. And look, it, you know, if if I'm honest, I, I think the the Lego backdrop doesn't really help either. No,
1: it does make it look a lot a lot less. It, it, yeah. not to mention the fact that the thing's entire just entirely inaccurate of the movie.
2: Like, so I believe very this...
1: much that head is very much based on concept art
0: yeah yeah like, <laughs> I can't get a close enough look at the head to see really it's a bad um, <laughs> my so my understanding was that this is sort of based more on the look of shatter in the movie before before she acquires the uh the sort of the extra parts to become the triple changer so it's just just the car mode although um, I think if we go back far enough, I think the car Ooh. mode the car Ooh, mode yeah. is. <laughs> No, the car mode is not too bad, although I'm pretty sure the... It looks
1: you know, fairly accurate to me. Yeah, yeah. it looks good. I it looks all right. If you've got one thing to work at, that...
0: Yeah, yeah, that seems right. Um,
2: Apart from its size, that it is way too small.
3: I mean,
1: I
0: think yeah, it's like that... it's like, it's like the little kid's car next to the... Is that next the
1: Barricade, though? I, I know, hope so. is that the Studio Series?
0: I'm pretty sure the Studio Series <laughs> Barricade... Does the
1: does Studio Series Barricade even exist? It's coming. It's basically mm. just a. Like yes, a no. I think NPM. I think
0: I think that's an MPM
2: because the deluxe one shrunk so much over the course of the film. So if that's a deluxe one, yeah. <laughs> that's like a that's like a scout <laughs> scout It's so Yeah, an
1: interesting choice of weapon. Ned doesn't really seem to fit in with the rest of the figure at all.
0: I actually wonder if that gun is even something that comes with the figure because the studio figures, studio series figures, don't generally seem to come with weapons.
1: Uh, and if they come with them, they're generally. You know, accurate to the movie.
0: Yeah, oh uh, yeah, I think I think that gun might be a plant.
1: It's something
2: yeah, from the Lego sure. set. <laughs>
0: I, you, know, you know, actually, I, I think you're right. I think it is actually from the Lego set. Look at the front of it. Yeah, yeah. it looks we'll like, like an upside down like, Lego yeah. man head.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. The, the biggest issue for me with this is that you know, studio series has often been typified by having. You know, taking these jumbled messes of Michael Bay designs and making them more coherent transformations. Brad, 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 hold hold on, hold
0: on, hold on, Max, Brad. (laughs) You actually don't need to single-handedly defend the Bay (laughs) films. It's okay. You can, you can, you can let Max speak. It's fine.
1: I, I have love for them as well. There are things I don't love, though. Design's probably one of them. Mm -hmm. So like they're, yeah, they get you know, these jumbled designs and they make them into figures that work for the most part, um, you know, with, I, I've, I look, I've so liked so the like studio series figures that I've looked at. Creating accurate figures of designs that should be incredibly hard to do. And then you get stuff like Shatter, right? Who has a really coherent design in the movie that is full of, you know, large chunky sections and car parts and all that. And it comes out looking like this, uh, it's just a bit surprising to me that it does not seem something that should be easier for a studio series to do. Is doesn't seem to be anywhere near the same caliber as the rest of the line.
2: Hmm. I think a closer comparison should be to its partner Dropkick, which we got at the end of last year, where that helicopter mode looked fantastic. And having seen it in hand now, it sort of lacks a bit in detail, but for a deluxe figure, it still looks pretty good. And that's, that's yeah, them and that, achieving that, even though, yes, it's not a triple changer, but it's achieving that that robot to helicopter mode pretty good compared to the other sort of helicopters we've had in the past, like EVAC and that, that have just been wireframe <laughs> wireframe bots.
1: The thing is also, I'd, I'd never expect them to make a triple changer. Like it, Cybertron, triple it changer, you know, Unicron, Trilogy, RW-Star, whatever, yeah, that's really achievable. And companies have done that really well. A movie triple changer where it's from like a real car to a real jet to a good-looking robot is nigh impossible. I I don't understand if I could do it. Um, I, well what, what, try, what's,
0: what's the rule with triple I'm changes? Right, one one mode always suffers, and if you're gonna do a movie a movie bot, you kind of don't want one of the modes to suffer. So
2: I understand why they don't do them. Well, I reckon both alt modes would suffer mm. to form. This. Yeah. To, to, to generate the the robot you need because that's the character.
0: Correct. All right, let's move on. Uh, there is one other studio series reveal that we are going to talk about before we... Um, I don't know, there's a couple more actually. But, uh, so, again, Bumblebee spoilers. Uh, Optimus Prime does feature quite heavily... Well, not quite heavily, actually, just a little bit here and there. He's in, sort in, of the MacGuffin the of this movie. He is. That's that's, that's quite right. And... Um, there is a new Optimus Prime figure coming in the Studio series, and you know, compared to his uh, his on-screen likeness, it's kind of a bit of a looker. Um, I actually, I'm I'm really wondering whether or not they've retooled their existing Optimus Prime mold quite heavily for this, given the the sort of the AB area. But um, yeah, look, he's. Uh, He's looking quite looking quite good compared to his uh, appearance in the movie and uh there's that photo that's been doing the rounds there and there's a, another photo shoot that we've uh, we've got our hands on from I think this one's from uh, T-Formers. So uh yeah there's a he's he's quite poseable I think he's even got some ankle tilts happening. Um yeah he's he's looking quite uh he's been look, he's even Wonderful. looking quite clean in his uh alt mode. Look at that.
1: Yeah, one of the more coherent truck modes I think we've ever seen on a
0: Prime. Yeah. The look from the front looks a little bit. So, so Optimus's appearance in the movie did seem like like it was close, but not quite what we're used to for a G1 Prime. So, like, and I think this the does. Truck this does match that yeah But yeah his truck mode is a little bit a little bit different to what we're used to and so the cab's a little bit more squat and it seems a little bit taller than we're used to with the the sort of the thicker thicker stripe on it so like this does match that um quite nicely i think
2: yeah they went for a freightliner another kenworth <laughs> boo <laughs>
0: probably couldn't license the kenworth
1: well yeah i yes. imagine <laughs> you know it's you could, considering because you think if they're gonna keep one of the two things, it's gonna be they'll keep the truck mode, right? Like, because uh, robot mode—that's where you want to have some artistic license and play around with it a bit—and then you retain that truck mode. So, a licensing thing is almost certain here. I was just um, thinking
0: that um, may, making the cab this massive block of plastic is probably the most advantageous for like the transformation process. Yeah, baby. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm it's sure it is pretty nice. It definitely looks like a good figure. Um, there's no question there. I just, to be honest, I just struggle immensely to be excited by it because, I mean, almost, you could almost call the downside of having all these G1 designs in Bumblebee is that you get to a figure like this, and yeah, there's some differences, but ultimately, it's just another G1 Prime.
2: Well, guess what? Last year, the Power of the Primes one coming out looks a lot, hell of a lot better and it looks more G1 than this. And it's probably going to go on your classic shelf where this you're probably going to maybe movie shelf if there's going to be some more B figures come out, but it's pretty limited at the moment.
0: There's not that many choices. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, look, anyway... Um... Look, I, I, I quite like the I quite like the posability that they've uh, they've managed to cram into the figure, and I look I like the fact that it's a fairly faithful recreation of uh, of how Optimus appeared in the movie. So yeah. Uh, anyway, as as to as to this guy's release, uh, what's his what's his designation? He's Studio Series Thirty Eight, and there he is, um there he is posing with Bumblebee. I guess Bumblebee might be a little bit small, but doesn't seem too out of scale. Um, so yeah, we should be seeing him uh, come up in the coming months. He's he's number thirty-eight. What are we up to at retail here? It's like twenty-five
2: or twenty-six or something. <laughs> Brawl Megatron. <laughs> Who, no Who idea. Knows.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Last couple of things. Uh, also from the uh, also from the Bumblebee movie, there is a so 3A has started doing these uh, little DLX figures. They're about about ten point ten point something inches tall. Uh, they're articulated. They don't transform, but that's okay because uh, they're a, a licensed figure. We don't expect them to transform. So uh, this guy got announced this week is um, the the Blitzwing DLX. He's uh, as you can see on the on screen there. He's ten point six inches tall and he's got fifty one points of articulation. It looks really good. I'm not sure how. Like I I am very interested in owning this. However, I've since realized that it's apparently like still like two hundred bucks or something like that. So I'm not sure. That- yeah. But- not sure that I'm it's, that into it.
1: I could just barely justify a bumblebee, but yeah, about 250 bucks of this is. Ugh. And you know they, they say they've said they're doing a premium scale as well, so that'll be. Yeah, you know what? That's actually that's actually
0: one second for every bit of. That's one dollar for every second of screen time that um.
1: <laughs> you got maybe
0: maybe maybe that's actually maybe, maybe it's, it's actually more like three or four dollars per second of screen time. He didn't he didn't last very long, good old Blitzwing.
1: No, you didn't. You, yeah. <laughs> you see that first trailer. Um, you expect to see a bit more in that movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. it, look. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's a really, really good looking bot. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, look. All Starscream similarities aside, that's a fantastic design.
0: Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit um, during the week. I think in one one of the one of the Facebook chat groups. But um, there's a there's a lot of similarities between Blitzwing and Starscream. And we know like we know that Blitzwing is in fact a triple changer because um, Blitzwing is a triple changer in the comics, even though it doesn't really last long enough in the movie to actually really see whether he whether he can triple change. But like it does like it makes sense that like transformers have like a body type if they if their alt mode is a jet, like you know, all things things move into the same position across different figures. And Putting Blitzwing and Starscream as he appeared in the movie side by side, like you can see that they share a lot of similarities, but just the details are different. So, like they're a different, they're a different jet mode, and so like the the canopy and the cockpit look different, but this they're in the same spot and they're oriented the same way. So, mm. fair enough. I, I like. It. I, don't, I don't really mind either. Um,
2: they extended the fifteen other seekers. that got blown up in the film as well. That's yeah, right. I
1: think we'll have a bit of a discussion about you know what exactly happened there later on. Um, but just as a figure, you know, what we're looking at here, I'd, it looks perfect. Like, as just a representation of that character, it yeah. looks just spot on. There's no complaints here whatsoever.
0: Can I also just point out, uh, this might go into some of the discussion of the movie later as well. Um, the Bumblebee logo
1: is quite versatile,
0: um, because in in half the half the things where I see it, it's got the word Transformers integrated into that little space between the Bumble and the bee, mm. and other times it does not. So, like, I think it depends on the market that it's going into. I suspect that we might find that in China the movie is Transformers Bumblebee, and everywhere else on the planet it's actually just Bumblebee. I think it'll be interesting to see when it comes out on Blu-ray whether or not it has the word Transformers in its title again.
2: There might be some yeah. trying think- to save some confusion from mixing up with DC's Bumblebee. I don't, think China, and... I don't think China would care
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: although you might be right it might be it might be one of the resolutions of the lawsuit is that they need to actually um, put transformers
2: near it. in the in the western world anyway yeah we've
0: talked a little bit about the generation select series. Um, I think we called them the forgotten wave of power of the primes uh, which seems appropriate. so we are getting we are finally getting the red body swoop for some reason as coming out as a generation select figure. We included this story simply because, hey, it's it's almost here. And also, I think it was interesting to look at the packaging, which you can see at the top left of this image, because it is very similar to the packaging that was used for the Toys R Us releases of uh, Generations... Uh, of, Titans Return, Grotesque, and RC. Except in th- in those cases, the boxes used at Toys R Us, uh, they ha- they were black and glossy. These look like they're more sort of untreated slash you know raw cardboard, uh, just a brown color with black printing on them. Um, so yeah, if that's if that's how Generation select are going to go, then um, yeah, cool. We'll see what's inside that box uh, eventually. Uh, we talked about the Studio Series uh a, f- a few weeks ago, and I think at the time we were a little bit unsure as to whether or not they were really going to do a Studio Series Devastator, and uh, thanks to the uh, TF Factory account on Weibo, we actually do have re- some approximate release dates for Devastator's components. So uh, you can see that there's uh, 1, 2, three, Three components that are still due in 2019. So Long Haul, Rampage, and Hightower. Everything else due in 2020, and it looks like they will combine together. So if you if you are missing the fact that you don't really have a uh, you don't have a you know a studio series high quality devastator in your collection for um, for the, uh, his appearance in Revenge of the Fallen, fret not because help is on its way.
2: I do see one little issue of this. Go on. You've got Long Haul and Rampage as feet, you've got Scrapper as an arm, you've got Mixmaster as a torso, and then for some reason you've got three bots making up his left arm. Scavenger, Hightower, and Scrap Metal are all part of his left arm.
1: I mean, I think Scavenger is that entire upper torso. Yeah, I, th- I think Scavenger's oh, okay. the upper part, yeah. Scavenger, uh, um... I wouldn't be surprised if he was a leader looking at the
2: size of that. Well, Possible. yeah. A- there was two leaders in it, wasn't it? It wasn't a Scavenger and Mixmaster were the two leaders? Um, well, also, so
0: that's that's going to make sense also as well because like the the size of that uh, the size of that part of the bot. Well, yeah. also you
1: notice some of these dates say twenty twenty on them as well.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be a wait. It's
0: going to, it, it is going to be quite a while before you can put that uh, put that constructor on together.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I hope this one is purely because I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Zeta, Zeta toys, Zeta toys likes to do a few. I, I appreciate this. They like to do a few things that are a little bit, a um, little bit off the beaten track. So they've uh, they've created a little playset that is a bar for your transformers or anything else. Um, but they they also, as you can see, it's sort of pictured on uh, one of their base plates as well. So they've been they've been doing base plates that uh, I think have found quite a lot of favor with collectors because they're available in uh, black, gold, and purple. So you can sort of create the scenes that you want to. And uh, yeah, I, I I look forward to uh I, f- I look forward to assembling a, a bar there we go so um they're they're well scaled for legends figures um and that might be it might be a bit small I look you know hey does anyone does anyone need anyone need a drink served by coneheads you know the bar's open
3: so yeah look, I,
0: I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty fond of this like it looks to me like there's actually quite a lot of pieces in this set so like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see it going for. I don't know, hundred and a bit. Um, but yeah, and is it just someone correct me if I'm wrong, but is that not a tiny transparent sound wave on the bar?
2: It uh, definitely looks like it. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Good job. Good job. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like they've drawn a little bit of inspiration from uh, Make Toys, the the Make Toys set with um, all the Anagen uh, drinks with Swerve, because uh, mm. you know they've got the the bottles and the the glasses and everything. So
2: yeah. Even the stools are sort of stands from the seat sit on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you can probably just use the, use the stools for anything else for your, for your figures to sit on, too.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, there you yeah. Like there's, exa- there's an example of Shockwave's butt on one of them. So, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: wow.
0: Uh, and also, I got to say, full credit to T Formers for the, uh, the headline this post which was zeta toys reveals zeta bar where everyone knows your third party toys names (laughs) (laughs) very nice if i if we if we wouldn't get sued for it i would have kicked in the cheers theme music but yeah Hmm. so anyway um i am i'm i'm officially looking to add a uh i'm officially looking to add a a play set uh bar to my transformers shelf (laughs) display sometime soon we'll see how it goes nice All right. It is time. It's time oh, to talk a little bit about Bumblebee now. We've got we got a little bit of time to we got a little bit of time free to talk B. So, um we're going to try not I'm going to try not to drag on for too long. I think we we'll, we'll 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 try to sort of stick to our prescribed talking points, shall we? So, look, what I want to start with uh, first up, did you like it? I think I think we know the answer from Max. Max, you liked it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm easily mm-hmm. Brad you hated it
2: I don't I just don't understand the the conversation where this is better than what's come before when for the majority of the film it was exactly what's come before
0: so yeah okay, okay, all right but that wasn't the question no, the question no, was I was
2: no I wasn't a big fan of it
0: okay cool and uh, so we've talked about how many times we've each of us have seen it like I, I'm a little bit over it. I don't want to go see it again um, max I think you're you're up you're up for seeing it one more time I think um, yeah I,
1: yeah, I enjoyed it more the second time around, So I want to, you know, look. I, I think that's. I don't
0: think that's worth pointing out as well. Like, so let, 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 let's 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 park that for a minute. Um, I did ask everyone to give me a rating or a score for the movie uh, ahead of the ahead of the podcast. Brad, you've not given us yours. How? What's your rating out of five for the film? Two. Two, yeah, Max, you got it's. It's okay. You don't have to scoff at someone not liking the movie. Just like, not a scoff, just, it's a just mark. like I said. Just like I said yeah, earlier. Yeah, that's fine.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So uh, Ma- give Max, it a four
1: point five. Yeah.
0: Cool. That's that's quite. It's quite a high mark. Um, I've given it a three and a half out of five. I do think it's above average. I don't think it's great. I think it's good. Um, so like we're like we're we're gonna go through. We're going to go through why each of us think these uh, think these things. I want to I wanted to bring in the ratings first because I do want to point out that I enjoyed it more on subsequent screenings, and I don't think that necessarily makes it a better movie. And so, uh, I, I've, I've tried to be I've tried to be careful with my rating, and um, like there I, I think there are legitimate there are legitimate things that could be improved with the movie and uh yeah so like yeah you know, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of those so how do you how do you as transformers fans how do you break down a movie like bumblebee because there's going to be a lot of people who simply walk into the cinema watch it and just go hell yes and then leave and love it and you're never going to be able to change those people's minds uh, there's going to be some people like Brad who go into the go into the movie and just go, "What the shit is this?" And uh, you're never going to be able to change Brad's mind either. So, look, I want to. I, I think I want to start by sort of breaking things down. We're going to talk about the characters in the movie. And we're going to talk about some things that we liked, some things that we didn't like, and uh, maybe some of the the sort of wider meta discussion around the movie there. And we're going to try and do that inside 30 seconds. No, no, no it's, good. it's going to take us a little while, but I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to keep us little bit more on track than uh, than we usually do and try to try to stick to the talking point so I'll i want fetch, to talk about
2: some. i'll fetch the bell <laughs> yes
0: let's uh let's talk about some characters first up so uh the human the human characters in the movie the the major the major human character is of course uh charlie played by Haley steinfeld uh what did you think of what did you think of charlie and what did you think of Haley?
1: yeah no no complaints whatsoever um but it's definitely easily more compelling than Shire. Um, so so
0: I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you need to, like, I don't think it needs to be a comparison to, to Shire. Like, it's, I think it's just a case of, like, you know, um, you know, did she do a good job with the role? Um, you know, like it's so there's been so much of this being compared to the movies that have come before, but I think we actually do need to assess, you know, is it a good movie on its own merits rather than just in comparison to the, the Bay films?
1: Um, Yeah, in that sense, I'd say yeah, I think she played it uh, much better than I expected, uh, like legitimately good. And I thought she was an empathetic character, like, you know, this sort of story of going through an event, whatever that may be, that, you know, changes you as a person, like leaves you in a vulnerable position. And then finding some for a purpose is something that a lot of people would be able to find something to relate to. I mean, it's a... So
0: you're 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 referring to Charlie sort of recovering, still re- still recovering from the, the death of her father. Now, how long ago did you think, according to the movie, that uh, that had occurred? Because I got the impression that happened when she was about 15 or so. And so it's been about, what, three years now?
1: Yep, well, be... I got the impression she was still in school. And so that she was still, like... It, it didn't, and people were still talking about it. So it felt yeah, maybe like it was
0: maybe it was more recent than it, that. It
1: felt yeah. like a couple months ago to me.
2: It was Around the same time as when the tape stopped, when that last tape was being viewed, because that's when she stopped diving as well.
0: Yeah, so so it like I feel like it, I feel like it wasn't. I feel like it wasn't that soon because, or well, that recent, because um, like she had like finally decided to clean up her room and throw out her swimming trophies at the beginning of the movie, and so like I, like I, do, I feel like it's been a couple of years, perhaps, because also her mother has sort of moved on and well, met someone the... else, and is very comfortable with someone else. So like, yeah. like that kind of thing doesn't happen that quickly.
2: Shouldn't happen that
0: quickly. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: True. Uh, so look, I. I th- I thought that I thought that uh, I thought Hallie was probably like one of one of the best things about the movie. Um, I thought uh, so there were a few places where there are a few places where I thought the movie's writing could have been better, um, but that's not that's not a reflection on her performance. So Mm -hmm. I thought her performance was believable and uh, yeah, like I like I, I, li- I liked the, I liked the character. I liked I liked the part. I think when she she wakes up and one she wakes up one morning, she goes over to the the bathroom mirror and she's like, "Oh, you know, what's that smell?" And she smells herself and sort of thinks for a minute and just goes, "Yeah, no, that's okay." And then walks off. <laughs> <laughs> like who, who who hasn't done that? Or am I out on a limb here? <laughs>
2: no, you're not. <laughs> But that, and that might come into my biggest issue of the film at all, is just teen angst. I had the, the same problems with Power Rangers and that as well, just where the films were okay, but the main goal or the main characters were those teens that I'm being a 36, 7, 6-year-old per man, you do male. know how old you are, right? I, no. Um, <laughs> I can't relate to that at all, and some of the, some of the issues in the film... Come back to that as well, and I hope James Cameron was watching this because when they do the Avatar prequel, she is going to take Michelle Rodriguez's place because she can scow like the Queen herself, Miss, Miss Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> she, I, I just love how at the start the stupid. So is Michelle
0: is Michelle Rodriguez in the uh, the prequel to Avatar or something?
2: No, but she'll be replacing her because Michelle Rodriguez scowls in every movie and. Miss Haley scows like it as well. Just she does not smile for the entire movie. I love at the start how they have the joke book about the book for the president that you need to smile, and she just doesn't know <sighs> to smile. And she just sits there and just mm. has a frowny face the whole movie.
0: Look, so, look I say, I want to, I, I want to talk, I want to talk about that though, right? Like I absolutely hated that because, as like, as, as someone who has a family, like my family would never ever consider giving me something like that. Especially on my 18th birthday, like not on a big birthday, like maybe as a joke on your 17th birthday or something, but like not for your 18th. I I, I thought like, I th- I thought that was really poor.
1: I think some families are just kind of shitty, to be honest. Like
0: <laughs> maybe, uh, but like I, I know, like Brad, would you ever give your kid a book like that?
1: No, but
2: would I also ask? Is it more shitty than driving your son through a Porsche dealership and offering a Porsche when no, he's not going to get one? Uh, that that's straight that's not straight out
3: of sure. oh, is
2: that's that is straight out of the other films. The whole parents in this film is horrible. It's probably my worst thing about this entire I film. Think it's because so, so it's, just,
1: it's because it's a kid's movie at its No,
2: no, they are horrible. <laughs> all right,
0: all right. Cool, cool it. We've only talked about one point on the on the on okay, the Okay,
1: let's let's go through this like formulaically so we can not ramble on for ages. Well we don't have to.
0: What about what, what about Burns? John Cena. Did anyone see him in the
1: movie? (laughs) I I did a couple of times. (laughs) I think I'm the only one who enjoyed seeing him, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I I didn't mind at all. Like, I know he's always been seen as the hero in WWE and that. And here he's trying to have a more villainous role. And it's sort of.
0: I I uh, wouldn't call Burns a villain.
2: No, but it's sort of. It's hard to see his. Yeah, Mm, it's hard to see his motivation. Yes, he gets blown up and, and all that. But it's sort of his. Constant wanting to just shoot the shit out of everyone all the, the transformers. A,
1: he's a guy. You know, he's how people would respond in real life. I think. There, there was, oh the, shit! It's a giant robot. Kill it.
0: There, there, there was a point um, when, when so Max and I watched the movie before Brad did, and Brad was uh, Brad was live reacting in <laughs> the in the ATW chat. Uh, as he was watching the movie, and there was a point where Brad's just gone, "Oh shit, Bee just killed Cena." And it's like <laughs> I, 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 like I know exactly which part that was. That was that was the the shootout outside the warehouse where Bee's just like, yeah." Off you go, and it's and like I did think at that point I was like, "Oh God, is he actually all right?" Because like that was it was like the one time that Bumblebee's like you know physically assaulted a human as opposed to like just blowing the blowing shit up everywhere. But it was just like they it's it's kind of funny, like there's there's a bit of a dichotomy in how they present Bumblebee at different points in the movie, right? Like oh, when, yeah. when he's when he's standing on the beach and he's capable of like patting patting Charlie very delicately on the head, yet he can't pick up a can of tab without destroying it. And so, you, you, by the time you get to this point in the movie, you're like, oh yeah, no, Bumblebee's like seriously heavy and uh, like that. That like Cena really flew, like or Burns really flew when when he got when he copped that hit. Uh, and of course, um, I, I thought it was I thought it was amusing that they used the same the same the same swear line in uh, in this movie that they did in the original eighty six movie. Two characters said, oh shit, a
2: couple of times. Mm. Yeah, That's but good. I just love I love to have in the an in initial fight scene where Cena's. Hummer gets flipped and destroyed. He has a deforming scar in his head, yet he can get flipped by B and not have a single scratch.
0: I, I, so uh, look, so, so much of cinema these days is written in shorthand, right? Like, there's, there's, you know, like so, uh, Charlie's, Charlie's parents are a bit shit. So that by the end of the movie, when they have a lovely moment, you're like, oh, they've made up and everything. It's like, like, no one really puts the effort into writing a lot of these relationships. So, like, I did think that it was hilarious. That the only thing that Cena came out of is oh, keep saying Cena. The only thing that Burns That's came fine. out of his That's original fine. his original uh, confrontation with Bumblebee is is there's a scar. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, there's a scar, and he doesn't like giant robots. Like, fair enough. Um, but like especially i think because this movie this movie hewed a lot closer to the cartoons and sort of cartoon portrayal portrayals of things and so it's like oh he has a scar now so you know clearly he's survived his trauma and he's now a you know uh he's now a gruff gruff grizzly uh, uh military man brooding <laughs> yes brood brooding gruff military man uh the other thing that i need to point out is and like so I fluctuate I fluctuate so much on the writing in this movie because some parts are loved, some parts are hated. Um, Burns gets a lot of credit, uh, because he is the only character in the only character in Transformers Law ever to actually sit down and just go, Hey, these guys are called Decepticons. Maybe they're not telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> like he's the only character who's ever thought to say that. So like like he does get a lot of points in my book for that.
1: He he, almost serves like an audience self-insert type thing. He's like one realistic character in an absolutely absurd world.
0: Yeah. Look. Anyway, look, we'll we'll talk a little bit about some of the reported changes to his character during the uh, the sort of reshoots of the film. That we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Mimo, Mimo, the character who is who is reading a GoBots magazine just before he meets Bumblebee uh quickly discards it into the bush in what i thought was an absolutely hilarious hilarious scene <laughs> where he's standing there and suddenly sees the girl of his dreams and just throws whatever he's whatever he's got in his hand away so that he can focus on what's in front of him uh, before,
2: before we talk about him on his own yeah. did anyone see what was on his shelves in his room there were figures i think it
1: was i think some of it was like really old toy biz marvel stuff I
2: okay, thought I, I thought I thought they looked like rocket ships and stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, don't okay. I quite remember. Well, he definitely had the like the NASA posters and were, like rocket yeah. posters on his walls and that. But yeah, just it might have been somewhere where you could put some of the old original Tin Man Transformers before they will Transformers figures on the shelf to not have them as part of the universe. But um, no, nah, he was a complete psychopath and he should have been killed. <laughs> He was a stalker. He was stalking her through the whole movie. He was, we don't know. He we don't know he was, how old he was. Stalking
0: her, he was
2: older than eighteen, and he, just, he was stalking. No, her. he wasn't. He's he was just one of the chat. He's well, no stalking. He broke be, into her like, house. Or oh, he didn't break it. He just opened the door and walked into it. Like, he, he
0: didn't like. He didn't break into the house. Bumblebee broke the house, and he went yeah. into the house. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't think it's fair to say that he's older than her. I think he's the same okay. age as her. Um. Did they, yeah, the, it's also yeah,
2: presented
1: that, as a lot less mature. Yeah. Yeah, he's almost yeah, yeah, shyish. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So... I was just waiting for a scene where Charlie gets Bumblebee to crush for school bully's spine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so uh, I don't
1: look. look I, I I thought I thought
0: I thought Mimo was okay. Like uh, like I kind of feel like I don't, like I don't I don't really. I don't really buy the chemistry between them. Sometimes, like it's just sort of like, like we've got two actors and put them together, and, and on screen, and like they might work. The one thing I thought was really weird, and and like I'm I'm so I'm so unlikely to go for this and go for this in a normal movie. I actually thought it was really unfair at the end that uh, Charlie and Mimo didn't get to kiss. Like, I, thought, I
1: liked
0: that no i thought it was i thought it was really unfair because like if anything else throughout the whole movie you've actually earned that moment and like she clearly does have some feelings for him because she Hell kissed him no. on the cheek before she left no... and then at the very
2: end she's like no we're not there yet it's like but you kissed exactly. him on the cheek it's kind yeah. of weird you stalk me for half the movie and then come in when my giant robots causing havoc and then do some yay yeah, through the sunroof and then no, that's not how love works.
0: <laughs> do, do some, do some yay through the sunlight. <laughs> just... Um Look, I, I, I thought, I thought the relationship between Charlie and Memo like seemed to fluctuate quite a lot. Um, yeah. I, I did sort of like the fact that uh, I, I liked the fact that Charlie's the stronger character. Memo's a little bit ineffectual. You know, the, at the end, he's like, you know, I'm going to hold these guys off, and then they just drive past him entirely. Um. And there, were, then, there, was, there, was this, there was this nice moment where they finally sort of pushed Cena's character into the, the comedic part at the very end where where he rocks up and, and he's like, it's too late, kid. world's already been saved.
2: But he's standing there and you can clearly see a gash running from his wrist to his elbow. And he looks at it a twi- couple, couple of times and is like, eh. it's like. How is how are you not bleeding out? There's there's a wound on your arm the size of
1: I mean I think Grand that's Canyon. probably I think that's part of why he stayed behind and it was so woozy at the end is because he's lost yeah. a lot of blood.
2: Yeah, probably. But no, I yeah, I was I was get some bad creeper vibes off him for the, the whole start of the film.
0: Very very quickly, other human characters. Um School bullies? School,
2: school bullies? Oh,
0: no buddy. Uh, I,
2: Huh? That's that's, param- that's that's the other that's what? the other films. That's
0: what school bullies. Yep. School bullies, what that's about them? Straight out know. of
2: the first five movies.
0: The first five movies had school bullies. Had really stupid- maybe okay. the second
2: had one? Over 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 characterized. So, I, so, like so
0: I, I didn't I didn't really care for the school bullies. Like I thought the, the, the cliff sequence was a bit crappy. Um and then like- to
2: come out and call out your dad's dead, like why? You don't She's already got a problem. She doesn't know. What, pay...
0: what a great payoff
2: though. <laughs> yeah. no, but, 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 no. hey, hold hold, on, hold, hold, like, on,
0: hold just... on. Hold on. Just go back. Because, like you said, like you know, what a what a terrible thing to say, you know, calling yeah. out the fact that he has been. Have you paid attention to kids these days? Oh, oh. kids are. Fucking horrible to each other. I don't Is know. It, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. know. I don't know what happened when you went to school, Brad. But holy shit, kids oh, yeah, are terrible to each I, other.
2: I punched them in the face <laughs> for it. it. Just I've seen enough on Facebook now. But yeah, but that didn't. I've just still spent didn't... the last
1: week running a jamboree. Kids yeah. are evil. Yeah, yeah, evil. Yeah. My
0: kids are yeah. evil. Um, I didn't, I didn't like Ron. I thought Ron was a tool. Um, the dude. Didn't like Ron. I, yeah. I did. So I did like the fact that. Um. I, so some of some of the humans around Sector Seven, like there was, we had a young Simmons. <laughs> I loved um, it. I thought, that, I thought that was really cool. Yep. Um. Most of the other, most of the other humans didn't really care for, like Powell. Eh, don't mm. care. Um. Like Power just, hungry. just in, just in, in general, like I feel like. I feel like a lot of the humans didn't. I felt like, like, I felt like there was too much human stuff in this movie, which is kind of, kind of <laughs> a bit, kind of a bit of a blight on a Transformers film with too few humans or t- with too few Transformers in it. Is that obviously there's going to be, you know, not enough focus on the Transformers in it? But
2: chasing uh, your on Earth, I think in many <laughs> cases it's
1: where humans serve as a vehicle for other plot lines. You know, like.
0: Yeah, still too Maybe. much. Like, like, still I, be I cut out like, easily, but I, I feel you
1: know, like the like like serve as a vehicle for Shadow and Dropkicks' plot line. You know, the bullies serve as a vehicle for, you know, um, yeah. Charlie's plot line. How well that works out is debatable, but they yeah. don't. They exist as ancillary parts to the centre of the story. Well, see, see,
0: see, but see, ultimately this is this is my problem, right? Is that you can't just you can't just hang your hat on it and just go, well, they exist to serve the other parts of the story, so you have to accept them and like it doesn't mean they're good. Like no, that's I like true. I, I, I I don't I don't think you get a pass for I don't think you get I don't think you get a pass for putting the bullies in because like it's it's helped Charlie realize that she needs to get over her father or anything. No, like you like I just felt like the scene just didn't add to the movie. I didn't like the fact that we went back to the fair so often like i felt like if you like if you were trying to do this i so like i actually felt that the, like the movie repeated itself too much like there was there was it's it's the most the most evident in the scene to me when bumble is finally like firstly revealed in the garage is that he transforms into a robot mode and then hides and then there's an interruption and like and everything goes back to normal in the garage and he transforms into robot mode and then hides again it's like why well, why why do it twice? You don't actually need to do it twice so there's there's I felt like there's a lot of stuff in the movie that was done twice, and I don't really know why
2: you just yes. hit rewind on that effect
0: <laughs> be kind rewind yeah. let's talk about some transformers shall we bumblebee Love what thing. do you think
1: uh, yeah I my um, I...
2: okay, gamex.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I... I about you mine's a bit more specific, so why don't you go about with what you're going for?
2: I'm just over the whole bumblebee baby, immature, no all that goofy cuddly stuff. We've had it in all the films <laughs> now. Just he's the um, immature Autobot in the ranks. He he won't grow up. Yet he can still right. kick ass when need be.
1: I sort of wanna play off this a little bit because I I, you know, watch these trailers and I think, oh, they're just gonna present us a movie with this, you know, cutesy little bumblebee that prevails in the end. But no, what what I saw happening in this movie is you have a bumblebee who starts off a movie as you know, well, he's a soldier, right? He first thing he does is Seriously. rides a seeker off a building and yep. lands on his neck so hard but he pushes the head off and then knocks yep. out another seeker with the head. Right? That's that was pretty badass
2: that was overpowered.
1: Right. <laughs> then he kills Blitzwing, then he gets brain damage, right? When he's brain damaged, he doesn't fight anyone. As soon as he gets his mem- his, his memories restored, he immediately, like, starts fighting humans. But then, he sees Charlie, and he's like, right, hey, there's, you know, because he's still getting memories of that time of Charlie, so it's, like, almost a lesson, or not necessarily a lesson, but a moment of growth there, where it's, like, a sort of a game... I'm not to say that, like, you know, gaining humanity because he's certainly a character at the start of the movie as well. But there's more you know, that empathetic persona that he took that he took on with brain damage that carried through afterwards and in the end of the movie, he's <laughs> still fighting. I've but... loved
0: the number of times you've said brain damage. Can I attempt to summarise what you're saying? I can. a terrible it, job. I can do it in three words: the Iron Giant.
1: I haven't seen the Iron Giant. Oh, I haven't either. So you're unfortunately <laughs> by yourself.
0: <laughs> you probably need to because, like the 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 sort of the bumblebee waking up scene was straight out of the Iron Giant, and it is one of the best animated films ever made. So it's great. job.
1: Uh, I, I know Matt's seen is that, but does as the Iron Giant do the same thing where he gets a brain damage and everything? And...
0: Also so I I can't Wait. remember whether or not he's learning or if he's actually damaged and repairing himself but um like he like he's a he is a weapon
2: mm. so yeah plus extra bonus you can say more than I'm great
0: yes true <laughs> <laughs> um Let's so look, Bumblebee. Yeah. Uh, I
2: understand what you're saying, Max. Like, yeah, of course, when he gets back into battle mode, his <laughs> eyes turn red. And, badass um, Bumblebee. Yeah, he can go badass, and the power of friendship compels him to stop. But it just—we've seen it. We've seen in every other film.
0: We saw it in Have the last we? one as well. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Like, we we saw Bumblebee wake up, uh, wake up Nemesis Prime in last night as well.
2: Yeah, and even guess- even just going back to like. The whole attacking the bully's car and stuff, well, it's no different than when he got jealous about Stinger and Age of Extinction as well. Like, you can't, I, you can't I, be better I, than Bumblebee and I just actually, start kicking the shit out of a car. I
0: actually want to go... I, I do want to talk about that. that All right. That, that, is actually, that was actually the scene that actually made me laugh out loud was when, you know... So... They're trying to sh- trying to teach Bumblebee how to egg someone's house because, like, like we said, the the school bully was nasty to Charlie about her father, so get get a bit of revenge. So uh, you know, Bumblebee sort of destroys all the toilet paper and they lose it. and Then. <laughs> Um, so they give him some eggs and he goes over to a car. Uh, I like the fact that it just gets out of hand and he's just rubbing the eggs all over her car. And then before you know it, he's jumping on the car as well and just destroying the car. And at, that, at that point, he's like, oh, that's a, little bit, that's a little bit more than property
3: damage.
1: <laughs> it's you like, know. it's great. funny and cathartic and like ultimately in a movie that is intended to be, like for older fans, that nostalgia is there, but it is a kid's film. And yeah, like, that's sort of seen, like, there thing were you. kids, like, I want to talk about a lot of the issues, you know, where you talk about, like, the like the bully stuff and, you know, the stuff of, like, cutesy, bumblebee and all that, right? There were, uh, the first time I saw it, there were a couple of really young kids in a couple of rows behind me, and they were just laughing their heads off the entire way through the movie. Yeah, yeah say, I, I've, I've, I've heard it.
2: that as well, yeah. And yeah, I can't you know, I can't
1: well. gauge how successful it is as a kids film based on the reaction of two kids who are sitting ten meters away from me. But you, you know, it, it seems like at, to me at least it, it succeeds there to some capacity.
2: Well, I think we can agree it's not minions. <laughs> so it's it's already the
0: right colour, however, but
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there Look, is uh, a so, emphasis with yellow.
0: So as far as as far as Bumblebee's Animation model goes as well. Like clearly, they spent the most time animating Bumblebee throughout the movie, and Ooh. I, I think I think it's interesting that I think it's interesting that um, Bumblebee has, like, like I said earlier, he's got kind of a bit of a dichotomy. Like there's you know badass Bumblebee, there's also you know just sort of walking around, and then there's the uh, oh no, oh I didn't mean to do that, you know, as he's sort of bumbling around uh, around Charlie's house and destroying things, and it's like. It kind of feels like there's a few a few different things. where there's you know perhaps different people animating the character through different things, um, through different through some of the different scenes. But I think I, I like I think the strongest the strongest parts of the film are just sort of when when it's just Bumblebee and Charlie on screen talking to each other. Like we've got the we've got this image up while we're talking about the movie in the podcast uh, with you know Bumblebee crouching down and uh, and uh, Charlie sort of looking up to speak to him. And like, I think this is probably one of the more powerful images that uh you know the film's presented. And it wasn't even in the film, but like uh like I I just I just really like it. It's like it's the, the boy in his car, things flipped around, and it's a girl in her car. And yeah, it's also Go on. Sorry. Go on.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just that it's indicative of how body language with a robot often plays such a like it's each robot has different body language in Often in the way they interact with the other robot characters and with humans as well.
0: Yeah, look, and you know, I know I say they obviously spent the most time animating Bumblebee in the movie because, like, they did. He had the most screen time. But I also really liked some of the subtle nuances with Shatter and Dropkick. Like, we may as well start talking about Shatter well, and Dropkick, right? Oh yeah, we'll I like that too. But I liked some of the. Well, that's good because it's up next. <laughs> um, I liked some of the nuances, like when. Um, uh when, when shatter and dropkick first meet the humans and uh and shatter walks up to the humans and kneels down and dropkicks just like what are you doing oh <laughs> god this is this is demeaning. oh fine okay yeah. and then um uh, when 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 they've sort of got the humans on side um when sort of shatter turns to dropkick and just sneers behind the humans backs or you know what not quite facing the humans so they can't see and like I really like the fact that they did that. However, I did I did feel that Shatter and Dropkick. I feel like Shatter and Dropkick look like they're still out of a Bay movie, and especially the face, uh, especially Shatter's face. Like there's just pieces of metal all over the place. So that when Shatter sneered at Dropkick, I was just like, "What the hell? What the hell did I just watch?" I don't actually know what that was. It took me so long to actually realize what I'd seen.
1: Yeah, I, I um, ultimately. I don't know where I'm going. I feel like they are bay designs in a sense, like everything else in this movie, but they're the they the stronger end, right? Because they both retain distinctive silhouettes and distinctive color palettes. They have different body language as well. No, I don't
0: I don't no, I don't I don't I don't actually think that's right, Brad. I think that has been a problem. No, it
2: hasn't. <laughs> I think, I think I,
0: no, 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 no. I think it has been a problem, but I think it is a problem that actually got solved around Age of Extinction, because we we specifically called out uh, during Age of Extinction and last night the fact that the the bots had distinct colors and they had distinct shapes and they were easier to follow on screen. We wouldn't have called that out if that hadn't actually been a problem in the first three movies. And so I think what that really says is that Shatter and Dropkick owe more to some of the later. A movie designs than they do being completely reinvented for bumblebee.
2: No, I think our praise was more of like the car panels and parts of alt modes wrapping themselves around to become body parts instead of just having the innards there. That,
0: especially that, when you that, start looking that, at that, barricade that, and that that might be that might be where some of your your praise is coming from okay. retroactively, but like we did talk about this. For, for those oh, other movies and I see
2: that. okay,
0: well I I disagree. Okay, I think it is. Well, been, I think it has been a problem.
2: All right, getting the Shatter and Dropkick, and you were saying before about how animated B was. I mean, by here we are with six move six movie in, they've had the time, but to be able to create the technology, master the CG and doing it, I, especially in the desert scenes and that with Shatter and Dropkick, I think the the CG models for them are probably the best, transforming like just real life looking CG models we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, I, 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 I quite agree. Um, there was, so there was just there was one point where I, like, I didn't believe a transformation scene. It was the very end when, um, after uh, the after the battle when uh, Bumblebee transformed, and it felt to me like like it was Bumblebee transforming, and suddenly it was it's like boom, the VW VW is there, and they've cut to the scene where like they put the car in shot. It was just, it was just the awful. speed yeah. of the yeah.
2: speed of his transformation throughout the film. There's some times where it's. You could play that one, 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 and it'd, it'd go in line with it. Like it takes about two seconds to transform. Did from... you not?
0: Did you not catch the line about his teacog malfunctioning? No. That's fine because it wasn't there. I'm just making oh, it up.
2: Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of what. just <laughs> bring something else in today. <laughs> but on transformation quickly, I just, I, do... just, I, just, I just wanted to try. It's cool. Yeah, it worked. Um, I do love how he had the fast action battlers transformation after Charlie told him off. And he rolled out. He had yes. the back end of his car intact, like he was, <laughs> yeah, like some of those crappy toys. But
0: yeah. so, um, yeah, look, shadow Droppy. Okay, so look, let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, the uh, Cybertron shaped elephant in the room, which is the uh, the Cybertron animation at the start of start of the movie, uh, with a large number large number of very familiar looking Transformers in it. Um, it's kind of it's kind of funny. People are people are calling it the highlight of the movie, but it is obviously tacked on to the front of it. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: this is one of the reasons why I don't I don't sort of I don't sort of give the movie that much. Um, like, I don't I don't give the movie more than three and a half out of five. Is because like as much as as much as I enjoyed the Cybertron battle scene, um, it's it is it is blinking. You miss it. Uh, blinking. You miss it. It's over in it's over in a very short amount of time, and. I would like I would like to go and explore Cybertron a little bit more, but I would not like to do it in the middle of a battle because you can't really get your bearings during a battle. And that was kind guess, of the point of it thing. being a battle scene. That's, you know that's we talk question.
1: about <laughs> how strong the action was later in the movie, especially in that last fight. Strong um, at the marina, yeah, like really oh, well. Talk well about it. Shot. All right. Okay, um, but that Cybertron sequence, t- to me, often like felt like. Michael Bay had just put in had used G1 designs. like It was really there were a lot of cuts in that.
0: There's the there's ups, a...
1: And it was hard to make them out. Like Ironhide and Huffer were in that scene, apparently. Ironhide, you can split see. Second. And I've still split. never I've still never seen Huffer. He's mm-hmm. split. Yeah.
0: So so there's an old adage um when they were making Babylon 5 in the 90s when um they were just sort of exploring how to use CGI for battle scenes. <laughs> in, uh, in the script, um, in the script, like uh, JMS would say that he would write, uh, you know, the Volon fleet comes out of hyperspace, the Shadow fleet comes out of hyperspace, they fight. Ron, the visual effects director, go nuts. And it's like, here, you've got two minutes of CGI to um, put a fight scene up there. And it's like, let's let's do that. And like, it did kind of feel like they've just sort of just gone, animators. Go nuts. Do do whatever the heck you want, as long as like you you hit these these beats by the
2: end of it. But even just just the fight on itself, like I don't know how anyone's coordinating who's firing at who, or there's just laser beams shooting everywhere. It's just absolute chaos. No wonder Prime wants to get the hell out of there. But just
0: yeah, look, I, I think this is an interesting thing though, right? Like look at look at what's hap- look at what happens over the course of the movies, right? Like. Um, Bumblebee dispatches Blitzwing with one of his own missiles. Uh, mm. He uh, like he quarters Dropkick essentially uh, with the chain on on himself. Like there's a lot of transformers that go down in this movie, and yet like you're, you're in the opening in the opening sequence, nobody no, none of the Autobots die. There's like a there's a na- random Seeker who loses his head, um, and they are, like there's a lot of clashing and stuff, but, but like it kind of feels it kind of feels like this is this is meant to be like the culmination of a major campaign or a huge war or something but and like it is like it's the end the, the autobots leave cybertron but given how given how um given how fallible some of the some of the bots are shown to be over the course of the uh, over the course of the movie it's sort of like did this fight start last week or like Ten million years ago. or something. Yeah, this, like, is, like, this isn't I a
2: million-year war. This is this is something that just happened last week when Starscream burnt sausages. It's just
0: yeah, <laughs> to, like,
2: something recent. Like
0: like, <laughs> like it it, I, it feels it feels to me like the number of the number of bots that they offed during the movie, like Shatter and Dropkick, as much as much as I enjoyed you know their their uh, denouements, um, like it did feel like it did feel like they should not have actually been dispatched quite so easily, and. Uh, like you know, it's it feels to me like um, you know actually killing a transformer is actually you know something that's usually quite difficult to do. Um, but then unless then... you're a cliff jumper.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I found with a we'll way they it. killed the Decept- Bumblebee killed the Decepticons. So the exception of that random secret to start was actually. Star it, it's not just. No, it's Scar. We see Scar. Play. It was purple wings. They had purple wings. Yeah, Hot purple. Skywarp doesn't have purple wings.
0: He, he didn't kill any of the major seekers. They okay, were, all all three, right. that were at the top of the tower.
1: Because uh, you, you know, because Travis Knight specifically made a comment about not oh. killing Skywarp. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, he he, the way he killed them wasn't by just oh here's the sword you cut your head off oh shit you're dead. It was Righty. no, he outsmarts each yeah. of them. Right, rips Mitsuhiro off, jumps away, blows him up. Throws a chain in the jet in the uh, rotors, forces them to transform, pulls the chain. Right. Even yeah, even Shadow digs the, the heels
2: he in he at the on. end.
1: Yeah. Like he's he's visit the reason they show Cliff Jumper's death of all characters is because Cliff Jumper uses the same model as Bumblebee, Sands the Head. Right. So you show shadow well, I like drop how you say, like
0: say Sands, like like you mean without.
1: Without was it? It,
0: yeah. with, it It's, it's one less syllable. Is head, yeah, you're good. You've saved a syllable. I didn't
2: even. I was too busy looking at that stupid face. Was his body the same alt mode as Bumblebee? Was it? Yeah. Same oh, they're both scouts. same
1: as same Cybertronian one. Same Cybertronian um, mode. So okay. the reason they show that is it's basically like right here, Shadow and Dropkick together. They completely kick Cliff Jumper's ass. Like you don't see a scratch on them. Right. So yeah. it sets up that threat for Bumblebee.
2: This Jumper. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> what do you mean? But it's clear. according to this movie, he's the second in command.
2: Well, that's stupid. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> but that's just. But even
2: just going back to the well, battle yeah. as well, it's just, it's just the Carter and we're going to peel, peel, peel at each other. Oh, uh, they got more it, people retreat.
1: Well, no, it's uh, the, the way. It's true, it's, actually, because a... you're it's, not
0: it's wrong. Soundwave, sound wave, star scream, and uh, and shockwave all turned up, and yeah. suddenly the Septicons had more people retreat.
2: But no, no, they had the, the higher-ups as the command structure was there where Prime
1: got...
2: When that's, I mean, eh.
1: I have to respect that shot, though. You know, Out, out of all it was well know, the, animated, the, glory, yeah. the glory moments in the movie of like, yeah, look at your G1, look at your big, cool robots here. That shot of Soundwave, Shockwave, and Starscream, like where you know, Soundwave drops down and then it pans across between the three is one of the most perfect shots I've ever seen.
0: Look, in look, film. Look, it's it's well animated. Let's let's not go Just, let's not go um, overselling. One more it. thing, it's not, it's not cinematic. Okay.
2: No. One of
1: the most tweaks I've ever seen. All right. Okay. All
2: right. One more thing. If if that scene was not at the start of the film, if at the end we have B and Optimus walking through the junk through the bush, Very and, the, and 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 B and Prime says to B, "We're going home," and it cuts to Cybertron, and that fight starts. And they're kicking I want, ass... I
0: want, I, want, I, want to, I want to stop you. Okay. Because that's not the film that we got.
2: I know, but like, I'm like, trying no, no, to compare... No,
0: no, no but, but I, I don't want to go comparing the movie that we got to some fictional film that people are like, what if it had this? What if it had this? Because it's not what happened.
2: Like, well, we, just, we, got,
0: we got the movie that we got.
2: I was just going to compare it to another film that people only liked one scene because it's the taste you have when you leave the theatre. If you had that good taste at the end instead of B shooting a tower and it not exploding and B getting shot and him not exploding. I was going to go back to Rogue One with what we've seen with Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One. Everyone lost their shit, even though it does not have any presence to be in that film. The whole Cybertron thing does not need to be in this film and doesn't need to be there. Yet it's there, it's at
1: the start. disagree. Okay. I think it's... Because it's there. I think that... For starters, in within the context of the film itself, it serves as a good setup of a plot. It says, "Yeah, right. This is you know their darkest hour. Everything's bugged. The Decepticons have Cybertron. Right? Mm-hmm. They, like they're, it, it they're in charge now. It. The Autobots are all gone. Right? Yeah. It, it sets up a pretense of a film. proms like, yeah, we're we're running away. Set up a base here. We're going to go find you. Uh, if we stay here, we're bugged. Yeah. Right? So it sets up that, but it's also a statement of intent. Um, I know it's a stupid. It sounds a bit stupid, but it's uh, like things like art style within media mean a significant amount to people. And so I know you and I have often criticised, you know, over the last few months how much G One is make is just everywhere now. Mm. But a scene like that does it's It serves as the filmmakers sending a message to people in the film of it, like, yeah, we hear what you're saying. Right?
2: It's not going to be this film.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is this film because it <laughs> cuts back three separate times and then the final, like one of the final shots of the movie is the film going, yeah, we'll give you some more of this. Right? Hmm. So Did I, it's, did I say it, the same uh, end of the film as uh, no. you did?
0: Apparently not. Know, no.
1: Maybe,
2: maybe you <laughs> left her. <laughs> Oh no, I didn't leave early. I for Yeah, okay.
0: Uh, so, by so in the final in the final shots, Max is referring to Optimus and Bowlby driving over the Golden Gate Bridge and then walking That's not through. That's oh, uh, Cybertron. Then walking. does oh, not Cybertron. No, walking... I thought
1: you said they returned to no, Cybertron three times. you've completely
0: you've completely misunderstood Max's point. I thought
2: you said they returned to Cybertron three times. Sorry, I've...
1: okay. They returned to G one style stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, time.
2: yeah. No, definitely Prime. Yeah, okay.
1: So it, it keeps them. It keeps. It refreshes that in your memory, so you know it hits you with a big whammy at the start of a film, but it keeps reminding you as the film goes on. You know to interrupt some human stuff to go, "Hey, remember this G One Prime?" You know, hey. oh, 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 don't forget, let's play the touch. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, that's another I mean, so, thing. So, it, so, so, that meant
0: nothing to anyone in the cinema except the except the the older Transformers fans,
2: <laughs> all Mark Wilberg fans. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, oh,
0: boogie, right. boogie nights.
2: Sorry about it.
0: <laughs> okay. it, was bo- it was boogie nights, right? Am I wrong?
2: I don't, I don't know. Wahlburgers I don't know. Anyway, bad joke. Bad.
0: You drop. You drop a reference, and you only bad got joke. half of
2: it. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So. Uh, so I think I think what uh, I think what Max is really saying is that it, it is more of a statement of intent to the. The filmmaker saying to the cinema goer that, hey, this is actually different to what you've seen before, right? When we don't have the same robot designs, and I think also given the news that's coming out today that, like the last the last night actually did uh, did make a loss for Paramount, um, I think it's important that I think it's important that the uh, the filmmakers actually do get to make a statement to the to the the, the public that you know it, it's different. We have been paying attention to your feedback, and you know here is here is something that's different. How well, that can, how 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 different it
2: is. Nah. You know. That can only come out of what was redone in the last couple of months before it was released.
0: I I agree. Really? I, no 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 no. I I yeah. I, I agree. Right. Like the Cybertron, the Cybertron battle scene was clearly added in the last few months. Yeah. We know that it didn't exist from reports that we've had about the test screenings. And so, I as as Max has Max has been saying for like the last six months that like halfway through the development of this movie, they made a decision to. Uh, bend it more towards a g1 style and they've had to wear certain certain things as a result of that decision this is one of the things they made they made that decision and uh, they've added this they've added this part that is completely different to the rest of the movie onto it it's only a few minutes it's only the, the animation that they could afford to do uh, but they've added it in and they've done the best that they can to tie it into the, the story where it goes it happens a lot during reshoots
2: because that's one of the big things that people need to remember is this coming out of the same writer's room as Transformed the last that night. That is
0: absolutely not correct. We've talked about this, and you haven't listened when I've talked about it. This was written by Christina Hodson. She was in the writer's room. It is correct that it did come out of the writer's room, but the film is written by her. It is not yeah. written by the
2: committee. Yeah, that's fine. But it, this was in pre-production, read the film when the last night came out, so yep. it was already but going. It's not, for-
0: it's not the same writers.
2: Okay, okay. The same, this film was going full steam ahead when the last night came out so they couldn't just yes, turn around yes. this, this isn't a reaction to the last night doing so badly apart from whatever reshoots have happened
0: i so i think i think possibly earlier than like you know june july this year when yeah, did yeah. the reshoots there was knowledge that they needed to do something different like yeah. last night tanked last year mm-hmm. now this was written around 2015 2016 and so it's been it's been in development since then, and I think you find I think you find it's not as simple as oh they halfway through they decided to change things. I think this has been on the boiler, and yeah. they've been making changes to it. Yeah. But Christina's also come out and said yeah, no, like broadly it's the same movie that she delivered back then. Yeah. So they did they did want to do they did want to do a prequel that had Bumblebee on Earth in the eighties. They had they had Charlie. They had probably had shatter and drop kick um but whether or not whether or not it would have looked exactly as it was we don't know this is this is what it looks like now
2: and Mm -hmm. it is what it is yeah
0: i feel like i feel like we've we've spent a lot of time talking about the stuff that we were going to talk about for our our favorite things (laughs) i think we've think we've also i think we've also talked a lot about things that we think is uh, bad like is there anything else that you want to call out as like your favorite parts
1: i would say um Probably the just love of the transformations in the movie it was something that I noticed beyond um any any of the other movies really you know Michael Bay often seemed to feel almost like he was ashamed of the fact of this central conceit of the franchise no,
0: i don't, I don't know if that's really true like, uh, like the, the part the part that frustrated me with Bay's Filming and transformation sequences that the, in the very early movies in the in the franchise, the camera wouldn't keep still, so you couldn't really get a good look at uh, at the characters transforming. I did feel like that was addressed, definitely not by Age of Extinction, but I felt like it was much I felt like it was much clearer in the last night when when characters were transforming. And, um, and they've gone the, back to. Well, the the thing thing states, so, and yeah, like there was a lot of there was a lot of camera moving around when Bumblebee was transforming initially, with you know like the overhead shot um, with Charlie being underneath. But I think I think we've seen more we've seen more transformers transforming in this movie than any other.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, and it's used. You know, it's not just that they have these money shots of hey, here's Blitzwing transforming, where you can see everything moving, and you know you've got the sort of speed line staffing in the background or you have the money shot of virtual triple changes transforming, but it's also the transformations are used as like part of the action, right? So you have, you know, that thing like ripped straight out of the jazz and sky fight in the original opening sequence where, you know, Bumblebee gets thrown onto the ground by dropkick. He turns into a car, spins around, uses that momentum to launch into dropkick. You know, like right at the end, dropkick gets kicked off. So he turns into a car, drives up the side of a dam, uses that momentum to turn into a helicopter, and then shoots B. It's consistently used as, it's used creatively rather than as a necessity.
2: Well, even when they leave leave after (laughs) killing Bumblebee, they drive out on the dock in car mode, then transform to fly off, like, where before they'll just walk off transforming into old <laughs> mode.
0: There, there are a couple of places where um, the, the triple changing aspect appears to be unnecessarily played up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's just because Travis and I just said, I find it cool. But like,
0: we we know that there are points where like he's run out of money for scenes. Like like he said that, especially with especially with the animation at the start. So like, yeah, where that scene where where they they transform into their vehicle mode, they drive fifty meters and then they transform into into their air modes and fly off. It's like it's a little bit unnecessary. Same thing. Same thing when they were approaching the um when they're approaching yeah. the, um, some of the humans. Uh, no, not the humans. It was when, when they're approaching Bumblebee for the first time and they're flying in, they transform to the cars and then they transform to the robots. Like, what did you do that for?
2: I think well, it's just... you're going to spend the money on those those extra transformations where Sh- Shadow shoots Bumblebee point blank and presumably kills him, yet he's got not a single bit of
1: battle damage on him at all.
2: And there, then
0: Bumblebee's riddled with battle damage. No,
1: well, there was gorgeous. definitely I I fought that in the first time around, but I don't think it was a real shot. Because I checked okay. again, second viewing, and there's definitely like a hole in one of his chest panels.
2: Okay. Alright, didn't see that. Um can we get to a couple of the plot holes? Sure. I the sense of time. I don't think Blitzwing followed B from Cybertron, and he was one of the Spots on Cybertron that initial scene because they seem to be able to travel incredibly fast.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, you 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 are quite right there. Like, um, if it's been if it's bl- been a couple of weeks and
2: it's yeah, fine, but there's just no.
0: But Blitzwing is on Earth with an alt mode that uh, yeah is yeah you know, and, and blended in with the military. Whereas from our perspective, it felt like Bumblebee crash landed on Earth and um, just then. like had five minutes driving away from the humans and then suddenly Blitzwing's there. So like, yeah, I think. I think um, there was a didn't didn't someone say that one of the one of the changes to the uh, the movie was that uh, Bumblebee was meant to have been on Earth for a while when he was initially discovered by um, by Burns's crew. Was that? Was yeah, that
1: I believe right? that the movie initially opened with Bumblebee narrating,
0: mm. and, and, and and he uh, and, and and he'd, he'd been on Earth for a while. Yeah. Mm. So so yeah, like I I, I think. This, this is this is one of the things about um, change this is one of the things I was saying like when they made, when they decide to make changes to the movies like this, there are some things where it doesn't quite match up con- with continuity and they just sort of hope that the audience just sort of you know blur, blur, blurs their eyes, tilt their tilts their head, and just like whatever.
2: Yeah. I suppose with the other one with the the timing thing is too, where you see I, Max, you might be able to con- add to this because I didn't get it on the first watch they get the Decepticon contacts arriving to earth and Powell says to Cena, we, we got them, we got contacts in Texas. So they roll out from Hoover Dam, which is nowhere near Texas. And like they head to head to Charlie's place in San Fran to meet her there or to meet Shadow and Dropkick, but there's no communication with them whatsoever. They all of a sudden just cuts to them in the desert meeting them.
0: Do you mean when they initially land on it? Yeah. Well, they don't go to Charlie's house then because there's no point, but, uh, uh, there, like there is a point where because Shatter and Dropkick decided to drive up north, so like they've kind of met them halfway, right? Well, they
2: know they got to go to. Yeah, they've got to go to San Fran, and they're going to go across, so they're going to meet them somewhere. But it's just that whole meeting under the power lines. I, I,
0: I think it. I think it's fair to say that like the passage of time is perhaps a little bit fungible in the movie, and like, <laughs> um, like, like I said, like it, it is, it is kind of like. A, it's kind of like a cartoon it's written in a little bit broad strokes it's like you don't need to see the characters make the journey to understand that they've made a journey like it's kind of boring like what are you going to do you're going to you know pan pan across burns a couple of times looking frustrated driving or something like that it doesn't add <laughs> five any- our
2: road trip <laughs> yeah it doesn't
0: doesn't add anything to the movie it's like they moved out they intercepted here's what happened
2: like and these I are think, by... i don't
0: think you need that much but yeah
2: no and these are by no means nitpicks because these same things happen in Revenge of the Fallen and people dog the film for it. So
0: They can still be nitpicks. It's fine. Okay, yeah. Um, like like you've called them plot holes. They kind of are nitpicks by definition. <laughs> Go on.
2: I'm um, not having all... Oh, I was going to say not having bayhes. That might be a, a fun thing, Like especially when Blitzwing explodes. It's like, ooh, CG explosion. There's no... When
0: when, when you when you say they don't not having Bay, like I mean, his name's on the movie.
2: Yeah, I I know, but they not have him. I know, but just yes, explosions. But there's a gravitas to something exploding that you can't. I think you
0: you mean. I think you mean a gravity or like a okay, like not gravitas. Like
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and just we we mentioned before when he destroys a car, there's. There's that scene, and then when he's getting chased by the police and completely destroys that car, there's no...
0: There's no repercussion, is there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
2: just we're going to get away with whatever we want to do. Um, and it sort of leads into... Uh, what was that other note? Um, well, him being able to do... like at one stage, it looks at the speedo. He's doing 70 mile an hour to evade the police officer, yet at the end when he's... Trying to evade Sector Seven—it's the slowest, most boringest car chase in history mm, with yeah. a sedan, with a Woody sedan, swerving stupidly in between them—and <laughs> that—that's got to be the single worst action scene in a Transformers movie, period. And I've fallen yeah. asleep during the '86 movie.
0: So, so, you, so you—you you also brought up something that I thought was quite quite a good point. Um, Charlie's family is poor, yet they live by the ocean. Yes, in a, in yes, like a, Alcatraz view, a, a seaside suburb, yeah. Involved.
2: <laughs> yep, all that. Even though they don't probably don't own the land around it, they've got. Uh, look, it's place.
0: it's the same. It's the same thing as yeah. in terms of friends. How do they afford the apartment? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway. yeah, look, look, look. I the one. The other thing I didn't really like, i I really didn't like the diving stuff. Like I, I thought. I thought the final. Payoff to it. it was well executed when Charlie dove off the tower into the into the water. Like I liked the way that that was shot. The camera followed her down into the water, and like I like that. But I just didn't really like like it was telegraphed from so far away. It just it just didn't need to be. I've I heard like
2: someone it. say that's supposed to be a callback to Morn meets the Eye when Spike jumps down to save Hound.
0: Maybe I don't. Hound care.
2: had Hound had rocks on him <laughs> where Bumblebee <laughs> was just laying there.
1: I don't. Yeah, that final I could see it being a potential payoff with a diving fiend. It could make sense, like if he has, I don't know, like something impaled in him, and his arms are trapped. So she has to get something like that where she has to get it out. But she sort of just like, she's just, she, what, what
0: she's she's she did, just like what, what, well, yeah, what what's ended up happening is like she's decided that she needs to be somewhere that happens to be underwater, so she's going to dive for it. Yeah. Um. So the the other thing with um the other thing with the the final the final battle so like we, we've called we've, we've we've talked a bit about the battle with bumblebee and dropkick we didn't really talk about the battle with bumblebee and shatter because like it uh, it kind of felt like it was like you're, you're at the boss battle and you know we need to sort of have it over and done with quickly let's let's crush you with a ship um it was weird because i read a synopsis where i read a synopsis of the final battle where someone said that um bumblebee drowned shatter I'm like, no she exploded i'm like, I'm, I'm like no <laughs> no there was like a distinct explosion where that that like that giant ship crushed a robot against a piece of concrete i'm like oh yeah there's, there's, no distinct, there's distinctly <laughs> an explosion there i was like how do you how do you how do you get drowned out of that it's really weird so yeah look look. there's a that's look I, one of the reasons i bring this up is because like you know obviously like we all see the movie and we all see different things in it and and, like, yeah, you know, like we're kind of you know, Max and I are obviously quite predisposed to want to like the film. Brad's a bit predisposed to be a little bit more skeptical of it. It's okay,
2: yeah, that, that's, that's yeah, going. exactly. Yeah. I, I deliberately watch Monster Trucks in the hours before going to see it. I have no thing.
0: idea why you keep, you keep talking about it
2: because it's almost identical it I is don't they are understand. so similar I they don't are so understand. similar it's not funny That's
0: very strange
2: anyway <laughs> and that, yeah and that that's that's fine I like as i say, i i can bring out a number of things from in this film that happen exactly the same way in the original films yet i'll defend those films so it's it's fine so
0: so let, let's 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 i just love let's talk a little bit about the stuff about the movie right <clears throat> and so there's a there is a question that hangs over the movie as to whether or not it's a reboot and mm. I th- look. I, I look. I think it's a reboot. I don't think you can very cleanly get from the end of Bumblebee to the start of the two thousand and seven movie. It's- but I also. But I also think that like considering that the transformers franchise reboots itself every few every few years i think rebooting the cinematic franchise after 10 years is fine and i think it's still it's still quite heavily draws on a lot of the elements from the movies like we've got characters we've got concept we've got sector seven there you've got simmons there we know that there was apparently going to be megatron buried in hoover dam somewhere <laughs> but like but, but like it, I, I think it's fine like I, I like to use the term remix because like this has taken some of those elements and it's just sort of remixed them and mixed them up a bit and made it a little bit fresh.
1: Mm. I think it's sort of it's going to be a reboot in everything but name. Right, yeah. where basically they set out a new of relatively new creative direction and future films are based off of, you know, this you know slight aesthetic shift um, and this continuity And we still just quietly forget about the last 10 years.
2: But that's, then you get Lorenzo Ace Ventura come out in the last week (laughs) and say
1: that. Holy shit. Are you
0: you talking about Lorenzo de Bonaventura?
1: I'm not going to ever listen to a single word that Lorenzo
0: de Bonaventura says. No, 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 no. Hold hold on, right? (laughs) Hold on. Okay. Like you can't you can't just go and dismiss the stuff that he says. I mean, like for one thing, it's his it's his money financing the movie, right? Like he's one of the, he's one of the producers, and so he is involved in the production of the film. and He has no things that we don't know. And I think there's I I think it's one it's one thing to just go oh I never listened to him and you're like he's a hack, but like the guy is, the guy's produced a film that you quite like, so maybe he deserves a little bit more respect than that. But I do think that there's a little bit of interesting. I think there's a little bit of interesting uh, self-delusion going on in the discussions over whether or not it is or isn't a, uh, whether or not it is or, or it is or isn't a reboot saying, oh no, no, we we always intended it to lead very cleanly into that. I'm like, you haven't actually watched the final film because like it really doesn't lead cleanly into it, but that's fine. Like it's just like, it's just, you know, the guy, the guys out there giving a, giving some media, they giving some media interviews. There is, like, there's a, level, there's a level of doublespeak that happens in public relations and media. And, like, ultimately, like, it's not going to be an interesting interview for anyone who's not a Transformers fan. Like, in the mainstream media, if he comes out, and he's like, oh, yes, like, you know, Optimus Prime, blah, 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 you know, did this and then this. And then he's like... <laughs> everyone's going to fall asleep doing anything. So, it's like... Like if if anything else, you could probably compliment the guy for going out there and getting a bit of uh, getting a bit of time in the in the limelight for the Bumblebee movie. Because while everyone's pointing at him and just going, Haha, the producer of the Transformers movie doesn't fucking know what Bumblebee's uh, ending is like, they're all talking about the Bumblebee movie. They're all writing stories about the Bumblebee movie, and they're talking about it on social, and they're getting buzz for it. So like you know, maybe maybe he knows a few things that maybe we don't.
2: Are you? Let me think out this a minute. And that—that's well, that's one of the issues you get when there's more than when you got more than one creative person involved in a film. Speaking, there's, there's, there's
0: usually a lot of creative people involved. Yeah, in but the film, you but have like the
2: to on. say one thing, you have the writer say another thing, you have producers and that sticking their billionaires too when when yeah. they need to. But and that's sort of thing. Like your is your main argument about it being a reboot, not a lead-in. The fact that primes on Earth.
0: No, like, like, so it's not just the fact that Prime's on Earth. Like, all the other Autobots just arrived on Earth at the end. Those are mm-hmm. the fireballs there. Like, Bumblebee knows how to speak English, um, and yet you get to the 2007 movie where apparently he's forgotten um, and he's he's got the Camaro Alt mode at the end of at the end of Bumblebee. yet he discovers the Camaro Alt mode in two thousand seven. It's just like there's you like you cannot you cannot cleanly link it. Like people will be like, oh, but then he did this and this and this and this and then this happened and this happened. It's like that is not probable at all.
2: He's talking to Prime through his breaks, radio, isn't he? it, you know,
1: it, it breaks yeah. continuity, but it breaks continuity in ways that very deliberately contradict mm. the previous movies. And, right. and, and like,
0: but it doesn't matter that it broke continuity. Like, who cares? Just, well, think just leave, is, leave it, be, it be. Leave it be. It's a reboot. Leave it be.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's that yeah. it's it's breaking it so it it tells you it's a reboot.
0: Yeah. And, and but this is the thing. Like, there's so much umming and ahhing about people over like whether it's a reboot or not. I was like, I think it's very clearly a reboot.
1: What? Yeah. Oh, it's just like, like watch the movie. Tell me it's. Not I a watched reboot. it. <laughs>
0: So oh, so cool. so that's how so how is it that Bumblebee was on Earth in World War Two?
1: That
2: Steven Spielberg and he needs to be shot. How, how is that help. Steven Spielberg? Because he uh, I'm going to confirm he wanted to have all those little. How is, be, how is it? How is
0: it? You just coming. suddenly wheel out Steven Spielberg as the the figure gonna, to main. I'm going to you you on that at some as point it,
2: in a few. As oh, as probably tomorrow. How is it how oh, whatever because he loves in all his films to have those little things how, the whole...
0: how, how is it that you can say oh if the bumblebee is a film is a product of the Transformers writing room and blah 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 and yet you're like oh that was Steven Spielberg. But no,
2: like Steven the, Steven it was the Steven Spielberg has a tendency These... of including things in films as little little breadcrumbs to write sequels and and, and when
0: and when steven spielberg gets behind the producer. camera on a transformers film you can blame him but when he's an executive producer who puts money up for the film like it's, i don't i uh, you have an amazing capacity for self-deception
2: no, he's the biggest issue on a lot of films anyway uh, that 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 i can't, one, I can't
0: believe what he did to et
2: i've never seen it <laughs>
0: You've never seen ET parts of it, yeah, yeah. Look, that's fair, like, you know, pe- people sort of people sort of of about our age, we only remember parts of the movie,
2: but again, you've re- I didn't you've American probably act-
0: you probably actually sat through the whole film and just don't remember it, anyway. Or
2: choose, or choose not to,
0: <laughs> and yet, you uh, yeah, what was the glowing review you gave the other day? It was for Tomb Raider. <laughs> <sighs>
2: That's why I've I've left social media. (laughs) (laughs) So uh,
0: so look, let's very quickly before we sort of let's head towards winding this up, right? So, um, so the movie. So the question is: is there is there a future for this version of the Transformers cinematic franchise? Uh, As of today, it does appear that the answer might be yes, because Paramount's out there saying that it is a success and it's profitable.
2: It's just the next one's gonna be set in China.
0: You're not wrong, but they've already done that.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> but, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Actually, actually, they did already do yeah. that, and I'm pretty sure the Age of Extinction was the most profitable film, right?
2: <laughs> no, it was the loss. Last... Oh, what? No, that was the last night. Last night
0: was last the, night was
2: the night one that made a loss. I thought it was this sliding scale after Dark and the Moon. All right. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I thought I thought Age of Extinction was quite a return to form. For the... I, I
2: don't know, but yeah, I thought, I thought Dark of the Moon made the most. But anyway, I, yeah, okay. It it's made right. over a billion dollars. Like. We all know who cares. Yeah, a lot of them, the first three, did so. <laughs> so, so, this is,
0: so this is the interesting thing, right? Like, the movie's not... It's not a billion-dollar box office performer, but it also didn't cost as much. Now, the, the interesting thing that came out, like, just, like, a couple of hours before we recorded is that uh, Paramount has actually come out and said that the last night, they actually lost $100 on it. Now, we've been looking... We've been looking at numbers for the last year about the last night... That did not tell that story when we looked at it. Right? So I've got box office mojo up in front of me. So the budget for the budget for the last night was pegged at 217 million dollars, and its domestic it's it's, its it's sorry, its its total worldwide gross is 605 million. Wow,
2: now Paramount, so <laughs>
0: now Paramount is saying that they lost 100 million dollars on that film. So that's that's. Really interesting when it comes to talking about the amount of money that goes into marketing and uh, all the related all the all the related things about getting a movie out into out into the world. They lost that much money on a movie that had a higher budget and a higher gross than Bumblebee. So by comparison, uh, Box Office Mojo puts the budget for Bumblebee at 135 million. We've heard 100 million elsewhere, and I think that last 35 million might have been the reshoots and the CGI that happened in the last six months. Yeah, and uh, its current worldwide growth—it's—it's it's just broken 300, 300 million. Yeah. So like, it's a far, it's a far smaller scale movie than the others. But also, they don't seem to be, they don't seem to be incurring the same expenses on the um, on the the sort of the post-production and distribution and marketing as they have elsewhere. And maybe that's because they're not actually marketing it as heavily as they as they marketed the other Transformers movies. Because they really are trying to see whether or not it can stand up on word of word of mouth.
1: Yeah, I chose the worst weekend of the year to make it do that. but um, the other thing is also if we're talking about box office, you have to consider what it means for future movies, right? Like a lot of the last night's Fails could be attributed to burnout of the series, whereas Bumblebee, people are going to look at that, you know, ne- whatever the next movie happens to be when it comes along, and they'll look at Bumblebee and they'll say, "Well, that was you know reasonably well reviewed," so I'm going to have more confidence in this new movie's ability to succeed as well
3: yeah yeah look, look,
0: look I, th- I think i think given the given the news today like there's going to be something there's going to be something else um de bonaventura has said that they like, they are tossing around some ideas for bumblebee 2. he'll come back it'll oh, be cool. the 90s
3: <laughs>
0: spoiler spoiler like he, like he's gonna he's gonna be making his way around san francisco and like day glow headbands or whatever um so like they are talking about making a sequel to. They're talking about making a sequel to Bumblebee, which is interesting. Like I hadn't really heard that before. There have been rumblings about doing a an Optimus Prime movie. Um, whether or not that actually happens, there is talk of doing a fully animated movie. This has been going around for like a year or so now that they've been talking about doing it. They've been talking about doing an animated prequel to the cinema the cinematic universe films, and maybe that will. Maybe that will end up being somewhat like the uh, the Cybertron CGI that we saw in this film, and well, like if they, to, if they don't have to completely like redo the designs, like that actually saves them quite a bit of money on that.
1: Yeah, also according to Bonaventura, like that movie is in production at the moment. Whether that's you know
0: production or writing, in production is sort of like you know they've decided to make it and people are working on producing the movie. They don't actually have to be they don't actually yeah. have to be filming it and stuff like that, right?
1: Oh, yeah, so, so it see, means... yeah, it's
0: it's in it's gonna uh, happen
1: yeah. prime isn't in production no. uh Cybertron is
0: and there is apparently they say so he also said the other day that they're also planning another major movie and so when he says when he says major movie it does sound like he's sort of in talking about a sequel to the last night i so i don't know
1: <laughs> if he does that that's a way to that's a way to not make as much money, I don't think, because yeah. that's mm. you know that's like making maybe know, it's like
0: maybe maybe the whole thing's gonna be like a bait and switch. They're like, oh, people didn't like last night. Let's give them something different, and then let's get them back into the franchise, and then we'll just go back to what we were doing before.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, hey, 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 like, hey, remember how unicorns are, are now? No, <laughs> so,
0: um So, yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's likely that uh, we're going to see future developments. I don't know how quickly going to happen, right? Like Bumblebee probably yeah. has arrived a year and a bit, uh, or about a year and a half after the last night. It's like it's to, it's a 2018, 2019 thing. Wait, is it 2018? No, sorry, yeah, it's, it was, was like it's 2017, 2018. It's 2019 now, yeah. but like it was, it was a like this is the 2018 Transformers movie, and then they were going to do the animated movie, and then go back to Transformers Five and or Transformers Six in like 2021 or something, or 2020, and so like it's all a bit it's all a bit up in the air like they say they say it depends how well bumblebee does bumblebee has now officially done well and so now they sort of need to have a few meetings have a few chats go away you know put some plans down on paper i think it's going to be a while before we see another transformers film like it could be be two two and a half could be three years
2: and that's the thing don't star wars it just space them out if you're going to look at a, a smaller budget like this one to all those people that hate it, you're going to have more human characters and it's going to be on Earth because the budget's not going to be able to do a space and keep on doing Cybertron stuff. It's going to be on Earth story.
0: Except for the on, animated Cybertron set film. Yeah,
2: yeah. or on a, on a near-Earth landscape with Prime somewhere else. But um, it's just... Dude, the small stakes. A couple of the to call home. ET call, phone home. Just...
0: Yeah, you've just you've, you've you've described the bumblebee again, but sure, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. So look, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like the stakes in this film. With two cons trying to get home, it's not, it's not Cybertron coming to eat Earth. It's not the Fallen trying to destroy the Sun. It's just, it's 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 simple. It's a simple.
3: Yeah, I I, I
0: I appreciated the I appreciated the narrow focus
2: of, yep. of, of the film. So yep. yeah.
0: I think we're done. I think we're about done. Like yeah. um, we didn't. So we didn't. We, we talked. We talked very briefly about some of the um, some of the changes that apparently the movie went through. Um, one of the one of the other things we like we alluded to. Apparently, Cena's character was a much more of a hard ass originally, and then they softened him up in uh, in reshoots. And apparently, that is also one of the things that doesn't quite connect. Is that sometimes he's sometimes a little bit angrier and nastier than uh, he is for the rest of the movie. So yeah. All right. Does anyone wish to add anything? He have had
2: the guns out. Hey? What was he wearing a vest? He should have the guns out. Arnie would have. Yeah. The uh, 80s. Arnie and Stallone are in the cinemas. He should have been pumping iron.
0: All right. I think we're done. Does anyone have anything to add on Bumblebee? Uh,
1: the last couple oh. points I had were like four named characters, uh, robot characters. And then I was gonna drop a spiel about Blitzwing, but then I think it could basically be summed up as we don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> we we have no idea. We can, you know, you know,
0: I you know what? You- I have four issues of the Bumblebee prequel comic sitting in my bag, and maybe I need to read them.
1: I, I think <laughs> once you I don't read think it, will solve anything. <laughs> yeah, they're not canon in the slightest. Um, well, we've discussed there before there- about
2: that, what what exactly happened there. Where. Travis Knight said that he's going for G1, and all of a sudden we got Blitzwing. Um, I think we can add Cliff Jumper to that pile of WTF as well. Why? His face is worse than drifting AoE, and you've got Cliff, Cliff you know,
0: Jumper's face was pretty shit.
1: It was, yeah, but it was people, people wanted what? G1 faces and they got them and they hate them. <laughs> Un- no, unless, you, uh, uh, unless you want some weird liquid metal thing. Like you want like a T1000 wearing a robot suit. Then that's
0: what I think we're in the weeds. Uh,
1: I say we're Far all right.
0: We're in we're in the weeds. Let's stop. All right, we're done. We're done. We're done. Um, Bumblebee is probably going to probably going to keep happening for a few years time. Let's let's yeah. see what happens later in the year when uh, some more proclamations will be made. Who's got new figures to show off?
2: I got out of Bumblebee and went to go to my local Target to buy the Studio Series Bumblebee, and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing. Max, uh, got anything new over I Christmas? Did...
1: Nope. Uh, basically, just um, just been um, doing Jamboree stuff for all of the New Year so far. So I haven't opened anything.
0: Fair enough. I am just popping open something that I acquired over, <laughs> over Christmas. This is a uh, this is a uh, a gift. Uh, a gift from one of my mates for Christmas, and it won't open. It won't open. <laughs> Why won't you open? There we go. I have a, yes, I ha- I ha- I have a Mighty Mugs star scream <laughs> <laughs> because he's super cute like this. And when you put so the, the way that the new Mighty Mugs work is that you push the head down and the oh, face changes. This is changes. a reboot, oh, yeah. This, wow. is a, this is a reboot, Mighty Mugs. Like he's angry, star scream, and then he's neutral. Starscream, ruler of Cybertron. Then he's scared. Starscream. <laughs> so like yeah, I, just, I just think, it, I just think it's it's just so cute. I think it's probably like turned a little bit more. But yeah, like I said, it, it's it's just cute. It's like such a such a gimmick. But the other thing about the uh, the new Mighty Mugs is that the um, the body shape. Uh, where, where where's my camera? The body shape actually is the same as the old ones. Like they do, the the body shapes do look like the old Mighty Mugs, and then they've just got the the giant head with the Little bit of little bit of headwear and then the the rotating uh, facial expression. So like it's it's cool. They're pretty cute. Um, I, I, I like it. I appreciate it.
2: I'm guessing that's a feature on all of them.
0: The the head swapping, the, the yeah. face changing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like they're called mighty mugs, like it's all about the face.
2: Yeah, all well, the original ones didn't well, do yeah. that, but that's a good little call back to animated blitzwing, if I do say so. <laughs> um,
0: well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> Probably not intentionally, but yeah, like 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 they're called like you said they're called mighty mugs. Remember the, the original ones did have giant heads. That was that was the intention, but yeah, yep. So yeah, um, that's <laughs> that that's the only thing I've acquired in uh, in recent times. Oh, uh, well, actually, that's not true. I did get a I did get a, an R.I.D. Legion class Cyclonus. that was broken out of the box.
2: <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I will. So yeah. That's, uh, I, um, that's about it. I have been holding off on getting a *Revenge of the Fallen* Studio Series Megatron over. Um, I'll just present it to everyone. Stop presenting. Um, over Christmas, and then some news we got that I've have, we haven't talked about tonight is that there's going to be a *Battle Damage* *Revenge of the Fallen* Megatron. So I'm going to wait for that now <laughs> in the in the Voyager <laughs> size. So look a little bit more screen accurate. Fair
0: enough. Um, the, uh, the the, the um, so in terms of uh, in terms of figures that I want, I really want that MP36 plus. I want that shiny masterpiece Megatron. Um, it makes no sense to me, but I feel like it's going to happen. Uh, and this month we are expecting uh, Masterpiece Beast Wars Megatron to
2: be released as well. Yes, yeah, so I need to make another payment on that. That's going to yeah. be good.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking lo- looking looking forward to that.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: So yeah. Um. Max, you got anything coming in that you're looking forward to?
1: Not particularly. I mean, I guess there's the 3A Bumblebee, which is kind of topical.
0: So yeah, when, when is that definitely... due for release?
1: Uh first run hits January. I'll probably get in the second run, which is after Chinese New Year. Hmm. I forgot when Chinese New Year is.
0: Uh Chinese New um, Year is February 5th.
1: <laughs> okay, so some point in March, probably. Yeah, which sure. is actually quite a long way away now. Yeah, it but... feels like
0: it. I'm what sure about Blitzwing? Where's it? when's Blitzwing coming out?
1: Oh wait, uh, I'll find out. It's taking a long time to find out.
0: <laughs> Actually, I don't think we have a price or a release date for it. Uh, oh, no. he's I, up
1: for he's up for order now. Um, yeah, it
0: happened now today, right? Quarter right, to in
1: 2019. twenty
0: nineteen. Yeah. Oh god, no, that's just I'm not interested anymore. It's too long.
1: Two hundred US dollars. Yeah. Oh it's god, not it's not fans' stores <laughs> <laughs>
2: It'd be, it'd be twenty twenty
0: nine. All right, let's uh, look. We've been on the air for a long time. It is time to go. Uh, last little bit before we go, uh, TCCA's donation drive uh, in the lead up to Christmas. Prizes have been nailed out. Thank you very much for donating, Brad. Do you have a? Do you have like a dollar value you wanted to announce or anything?
2: As in donations, funds no, received. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's okay if well, you say no. can just it out.
2: <laughs> no, we sold two hundred. We got two hundred and eighteen tickets. Cool. So a dollar number of that would be about about a thousand. Hundred. Cool.
0: Yeah. A hundred, no a thousand. Anyway, um, it, we are we are well into January, so it's likely to it's likely that there's going to be some Australia Day meetups. We've started planning some stuff in New South Wales. Uh, keep an eye out. Around Australia with your uh, state representatives uh, for things that they'll be arranging. That is it. End of the show. End of the show. We've been on for like a couple of hours arguing about Bumblebee, and we're going to be back doing more of it for next, next, the next, probably the next twelve months. Uh, thank you for listening. And if you are watching the live record, thank you for checking us out. Thank you for sticking with us right to the end. Uh, All of these stories and more will be linked in the run sheet. You can find the run sheet and other information in the podcast that you've downloaded or on transformersweekly.pubbean.com and you find all of us in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook. We are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. It is a registered group in Victoria run by volunteers like us who donate their time and money to make the club better for everyone. Our goal is to connect Transformers fans around the country. We do it by engaging the collecting community. One of the things that we are doing at the moment is taking a long time to send out Bumblebee promotional cassettes, but they are coming. Uh, they, will, they will be coming eventually. You can find more information about the club, including affordable yearly membership options starting at just $5 a year. Show your support at transformerscca.com. That is all from us. We'll be back with more Transformers news for 2019 next week.
2: We're back, baby. <laughs> See you guys.
0: it is 2019 we made it to 2019 hooray hooray okay um should we start since we're already recording nah bugger it nah okay all right screw it let's go um all right
2: i'll be sleeping so don't poke, don't poke me for a stick
0: <laughs> if you fall asleep on the podcast like it won't be the first
2: time Probably been about a hundred episodes since. That's uh, I mean, about due. Who
0: knows? Just get the nodos, right? You know, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: You know, just, just huff some, huff some nodos live on the air. It'll be fine. It'll a go, couple, it'll of go panel-
2: well. couple of panel, couple chase. People
0: won't be able to tell that you're not doing crack.
2: Like you know, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fine. Well, I'd be ingesting <laughs> and not snorting. <laughs> I don't really know how this. I
0: don't know how this stuff works. Okay, like I'm sweet and innocent and nice. So whatever. <laughs>
2: uh <laughs> speaking of sweet and innocent max hello uh thank What's, you, what what, what,
0: does, what does max have to do with sweet and innocent
2: well he's he's the younger of the trio
0: <laughs> has nothing to do with
2: it
3: okay
0: <laughs> okay shall we start
2: Rightio. right yeah all right
0: we've we've got some outtakes for the uh we've got some outtakes for the um
3: the end of the episode you can shift some recordings around it's all cool yeah.
2: all right